0: This is The A. I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The A, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! <laughs> uh, we are sponsored, as always, by Central Works, a new play theater headed up at Gary Graves and Jens Leifler. Central Works, reinventing theater one play at a time. It's been a while, so (laughs) I had to catch myself. (laughs) I was like, what is it? (laughs) I figured it out. Uh, Yeah, we want to thank Social Works for sponsoring us and our wonderful consulting producer, Mallory Samara. We have a fantastic guest, a guest we've been trying to get on here for a while now, and now he's here, Steve Ortiz. Steve, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great for you. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much. I'm just going to bring your mic just a little bit
2: closer to you so we can hear you
1: all right
0: that's uh funny. yeah you've been you are part of the baldwin project but i imagine you've done a bunch of other things matty I, I, may, right? that's you, right you were in matty, matty may
2: yeah yeah, yeah. No, i've um, been at central works yeah we go back we go all the way back to <laughs> san, san francisco, francisco state. state
0: is that so, right wow yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. So we hear, we'll hear all about you and you know, and your journey into theater. And I'm sure you have all sorts of you know, creative and interesting stories. But um, just a little bit that I've worked with you, I'm been very impressed with just your energy, and you have a great presence on stage. So okay. I'm dying to hear more about you know, like, uh, you know, sort of your your theater story, your mm-hmm. history. Uh, Norman, it's been a couple of weeks.
2: Couple, shoot, <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, so the biggest news is I am. I am, so I, I sent a prayer out to the universe. I did, ooh, if I say this on the podcast, no, I, I should not say this. I, I will put, <laughs> I will keep it positive. I was hoping I'd get a summer show, and I got a summer show. I am right one on. of the leads uh-huh. in um, the San Francisco Mime Troops show this summer. It's called Back to the Way Things Were. All, All right. right. And uh, it's, so if you see the poster for it, it's a little black man and mm-hmm. his little white wife. Oh, me okay um, so that's been huge <laughs> uh-huh. um, I just finished my spring gig where I uh, direct a show with a group of seventh graders we did the tempest it was a nightmare for almost the whole spring oh, no. I was hoping we would cancel we got there on performance day and one of the teachers said. Hey, yeah, the guy who plays Gonzalo, if you know the story of the Tempest, it's uh, the mm-hmm. king and his, uh, his field, his crew, yeah. get shipwrecked, and Prospero is banished on this island, gets a chance to get his revenge on them. Mm-hmm. Um, the king's counselor is Gonzalo, and even though you could tell this story without mentioning Gonzalo, Gonzalo talks more in all of the king's scenes than anybody else. So mm. when that kid got COVID, I was like, we are doomed. Oh, um, no.
0: But but he did not. <clears throat> no, he got COVID. Oh, he did get COVID. Oh, He'd goodness. He'd been out
2: for a week, but I kept losing kids throughout the process. Yeah. I kept having all kinds of just, including I had a co-director who suddenly disappeared the last two weeks of the project. No apology, nothing, what? just disappeared. Oh, goodness. And so, um, yeah, so I had to manage twice as many kids as I would normally do and try to put this production together, and I just thought it was going to be a disaster. And one of the regular teachers said, "Well, what if we get a kid to be on book for Gonzalo?" And I'm like, "Sure, whatever." I'm, you know, I, at this point, I just want it to be over.
0: Oh my goodness! We
2: get this kid to volunteer to do it. He steps up and knocks it out the park. He just—he's uh, got script in hand, but he's clear. He is cold reading Shakespeare. Pretty articulately. (laughs) Right. Um, And then the whole thing, I was worried that the project, normally the project we try to do in under an hour. I was worried that this one was going to go over 75 minutes. (laughs) We came in at an hour exactly. Wow. Mm. So I was thrilled. So that was great. And I've been by myself for much of this week because Mara and Dexter are back in Boston right now. Um, A graduation ceremony is happening for a niece. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they've been back with that. A bunch of family gathered mm-hmm. and they're having a good time with that. I have family events that are going on today. I have a nephew, step nephew in law, mm-hmm. uh, who is getting married today. Wow. Okay. Um, and uh, my dad and my stepmom are celebrating their 80 60, they're calling it. Mm-hmm. They both just turned 80 this year, this spring, and um, they've been married for 60 years. Wow. Wow. So, um, so it's a big Man. It, it's a big day, and here I am, and I wasn't able to go because I was going to be in rehearsal, but when we started our schedule for the Mime Troupe, uh, they accidentally, the last day of May was, you know, in one week, in, on one calendar, mm-hmm. and the first day of June was in another calendar, and they didn't notice that that put us at seven days of rehearsal, which they can't do under yeah, the contract. Yeah. So, I'm off today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. Yeah, and I have, um, it's been quite busy, and it's unusually busy. Did did you finish the one? So so I finished the Mountain View one. That was at uh, the Pear Theater, Pear Slices, and uh, we did uh, a couple of pieces, six pieces. I wasn't in all six pieces. I was in three of them, Um, but uh, two of them were written by Ann Yubikabori. kabori Those were wonderful pieces. Mm -hmm. One was written by Linda, by Hassan. Oh, Nice. One by Bridget Dutta portman mm-hmm. And we did a fantastic job and it was only two weeks. It supposed to be three weeks, but one of our cast members got COVID. Yeah. Um, we, oh, I'm, hopefully we'll have this guy named Sinjin Jones who yeah. is... You know Sinjin? I know the name. Yeah, but he is he's sort of the, not artistic director, he does direct, but he's sort of the, uh, I guess, production manager. He handles all of the paperwork and he makes sure that all of the COVID protocols are done mm-hmm. and... He makes sure, you know, he'll give us a speech to say, hey, listen, if we need a, um, an intimacy coach, then, yeah. you know, let me know. If we need a fight coordinator, let me know. And if, if anything goes right or wrong, then let me know. So he's really on top of, of that. So I wanted to have him on to have him talk about the sort of administrative great. aspects of it. So one of these days I'll get him on. Uh, so that's that. And I'm in rehearsal right now for Bendelstiff Studios' N.I. Dallas Say's World Famous Lechon. So that's been fun. And so we'll have I'll have we'll be in tech Man. tomorrow at <laughs> uh-huh. all this week and then we'll go up uh, I think we're uh, doing only 2 weeks of live performances mm-hmm. but then we'll actually have cameras right and they're, they're not like just one camera in the back of the stage but you right. know multiple cameras uh to do sort of a um like uh, a I guess a tell yeah, three camera setup nice. which will be streamed so that'll be nice mm-hmm. And then after that, there are a couple of things, you know, I'm sort of crossing my fingers. You know, we'll see what what happens. Mm-hmm. So that is that, um, my goodness, there have been a lot of current events, a lot of it pretty bad. Um, uh-huh. uh, You know, there have been just multiple shootings. I mean, there right. have been just...
2: It's hard to keep track. Yes, yeah, it's,
0: it's really, really hard to keep track. Not only that, but uh, Ray Liotta, you know, passed away. Uh-huh. So that was... Oh, right! Good yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah um, but it's tough. I, I don't know that. Did you see the clip? The um, and I didn't see the movie uh, Field of Dreams. And oh yes, yes. Joe Jackson, anytime, yeah, Joe Jackson. Yeah. And I'm don't a don't big sports us. fan we'll too. I, yeah, I'm not a sports fan, and I mm-hmm. never saw the film. I saw the clip, um, and um, Kevin Costner mentioned it in mm-hmm. his tribute to him right. that that scene had not been. That scene just kind of happened in yeah. a moment, yeah. um, where he pitches at him and mm-hmm. almost hits him. Mm-hmm. And then he pops, and they have they exchange this little smile. It's mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a beautiful. And I thought, wow, I you know we don't quite get that in theater. We don't mm-hmm. get that tribute. We'll get it verbally. Yeah. We can tell stories about each other. Yeah. Oh, I remember when he was doing that, and this one time. Yeah, it's not the same as just seeing that little moment yeah. and going, oh wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah you're
0: right. You know, I mean, there've been a couple of individuals who have passed away within the our you know our circle of friends. Like really? uh, I still think of uh, Stephen. Oh, Randolph. Stephen Randolph.
2: Man. And, um... I was thinking about him last night.
0: Yeah, you know, his birthday, I think, passed maybe a week or maybe two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, his birthday was recently... um, I went and saw Once on this Island last night. Plathos. Oh. Plathos is doing Once on this Island right now. Yeah. And I'm desperately trying to find a young man for the play I'm going to do at Maskers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're doing Once on this Island. That's full of black people. They got to have some young black Mm -hmm. people. So I went to watch it and I'm actually in touch with a couple of guys trying to see if I can make that happen. Yeah, well, well, Karen met, was, go ahead. Well, when I met Stephen Randolph, he was playing, um, uh, God, what's the name? Papa, I think it's Papa Tonton, Tonton or something like that. The the father in the storyline. And um, and that was he, we were carpooling from the city to Concord. And he says, uh, we passed this little hotel on our way to the freeway. And he's like, Oh, they have karaoke. Have you ever done karaoke? And I'm like, no. And he said, well, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. He's very gentle about it. Mm-hmm. We go in there, and I'm just freaked out. It's like you know, Best Western or something. It's white people. They're singing like Frank Sinatra, Mel Torme. I'm like, oh, okay, and, and and I love those. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, those yeah. songs. It's not like I don't know that music. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little freaked out at the whole mm-hmm. you know stepping through time mm-hmm. aspect of yeah. it. And he says, oh, okay, well, maybe another time. We get back in the car, and as we head to the city, he said, well, there's a place in the city. It's called The Mint. Bam. <clears> yeah. I got hooked. You know, never stopped. Is um, The Mint still around? Oh, The Mint is, yeah, one of the most popular oh, uh, nice. karaoke scenes in San Francisco.
1: That was my buddy's place. He's uh, Ron, Ronnie. Ronnie Ron Ron Overdon. And he used to, we used to go there and do karaoke all the time.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking now that I'm going to be in the city on a regular basis, I might try and pick a night and mm-hmm. go, okay, that night. I'm yeah,
1: gonna... that, that's well, – I that's, well, that was one of those places where you didn't want to go up if you didn't have your S together, man, mm-hmm. when you are coming to sing a song because uh, they'll, like – you could see them just glassy-eyed just go right. like this dude. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. intense, huh? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 I, it can I, be – compa- and not so much competitive, but very, you know, the standards is just so high.
2: I think of it as kind of the, the college mm-hmm. of, um, of karaoke. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Second level. But I do wonder, and it's something that we've talked about beforehand, getting back to the, the shootings. Mm-hmm. There was an article in the Washington Post that really just, you know, put the, I don't know what you want to call it, put the thumb right on it. White, young white men. <clears throat> 17, 18-year-old, you know, boys mm-hmm. who um, who are disgruntled and they just grab an AK or, you know, a semi-automatic weapon and just go for it. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder what our boys taught. I mean, do you... do How
1: How's this hit you, Steve, if, if if at all? Do you... Well, this last one, especially in Texas, it was a young Latino Latinx kid, and it was... It, it floored me because it was one of those, like, we're just so used to seeing... And as people of color, you know, okay, angry white people, mm-hmm. and then this young Latino kid who's been picked on gets oh, an right. AK-47, mm-hmm. and and there's a part of me that's going like, w- what, how did we miss this? Right. And another one that said, damn it, you know they're just looking for another excuse to lay and just to right. pl- throw crap at us, right? Yep, yep. That As Latinos... We gotta freaking be that we we have to be that much in line or whatever. We Mm -hmm. just you know that much smarter, that much quicker, that much whatever, just to get halfway there. And then, and one instance like that, people going see Latinos are dangerous. They're 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 violent people. White people can do it all the time. Right. And and it's just they're an aberration. But. There, when we when one of us does it, it's a definition. Right.
0: Yeah. And and yeah. and right, also, right. I forget Not where it was,
1: wolf. but yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, there was a black guy who uh, who basically did the same thing. I think yeah. he uh, had some surgery done, and I guess he was still under pain. Yeah. And he took it out on his doctor and a bunch of other folks. And a bunch yeah.
2: of people, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, black folks will get it at the same thing too. It's mm. like, oh, you know, black dude. You know, of course we don't do a lot of mass shootings, yes. but.
2: But, um, uh, I mean, we've done, yeah, that was, a, we, we have done it okay. this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I, not before that guy, yeah, mm-hmm. well,
0: sure. Well, John Muhammad, you know, he, mm-hmm. uh, that was yeah. the beltway shooter. who was in Washington,
2: DC. Yeah. Oh no, but yeah. I mean this year, there was another one earlier this year. It was back East.
0: Oh, was there was a guy, guy in black. Yeah. He was in New York, uh, right. in yes. the subway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it happens and you're absolutely right, Steve. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's amazing how race is, is used or weaponized, when a black person or a Latino or you know someone does something like this, but a white person does it, well, you know we need to. That's why we need more guns to defend ourselves yeah. from crazy people. Yeah. This yeah. is a this is an outlier. Yeah,
2: yeah. And oh, mental health. We need yeah. we need to do more he- mental health. And it's like well, Texas, you cut two hundred and eleven million dollars yeah. out of the mental health out of the health care budget, yeah. but yeah. you know including mental health. So clearly, y'all don't think that was that important, unless you're going to go, oops we should restore that but nobody's saying that
0: yeah yeah exactly were we around when um dave have we talked about dave you we i think we we talked about but yeah
2: you know we we talked about even when he got tackled and then they stomped the guy Mm -hmm. right 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 (laughs) okay sorry it's horrible to to laugh at something like that but the reality is a lot of this stuff happens and everybody just sort of goes into victim mode Mm -hmm. what do we do oh it's Mm -hmm. a shame Instead, to see one where, oh, you stepped over the line and you got put in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Right. And um,
0: I don't think there's anything...
1: Well, yeah. now they come, they've come; they come back of... Uh, or someone commented on uh, even Jada Pinkett Smith's... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. She made a comment on it. this whole thing, yeah. And how, you know, wishing that they can come together concerning not... I mean, um, this is connected to Jada help sure. because it was Chris Rock and and Will Smith, Will Smith at yeah. the Oscars, and that somebody saying that she basically has, you know, taken herself out of the equation mm-hmm. <laughs> type of thing, and that she, in many ways, Will did it to respond. But I'm not going to put too much on her really because Will Smith's actions are his own, right? And and and. That guy that rushed Dave Chappelle was in many ways, you know, responding to what Will Smith had done to, that now it's all, all is like as an actor, mm-hmm. you know, com- comedy as well, but as an actor oh, are now audience members going to be jumping on, stage, on stage, just stage, freaking yeah. tackling us or whatever when we That's they that. don't like a performance that we're giving, you mm-hmm. know. It's like, wow.
0: Yeah, wow. yeah, the narrative of Jada Smith is that, you know, that, She somehow has henpecked Will Smith, and Will Smith has to do all these things, to. And I think he went away overseas to sort of gather himself just alone. And uh, it it paints a horrible narrative of the black man that is, you know, I don't know, henpecked by the woman and, and, and all of that stuff. So it's... You know, it's and that's sort of old news. That's I can't old think. News, <laughs> you know. I can't think of anything uh, new that's going on. I just came back from watching um, Top Gun Maverick. That's I was oh, going to oh, ask you. <laughs> that's what you saw. Okay. I did see that, and yeah. it's well, Nostalgia City. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, and but they do it very well. Uh, I don't think Jerry Bruckheimer has done anything recently. That's so what I'm hearing, man, and um,
1: and I want to see
0: it's, it. It's odd because. You would think that today 's action flicks involves diversity and there's been this push to have minorities you know in key roles or whatever, yet this is a throwback to you know you've got Tom Cruise you've yeah. got val Kilmer, mm-hmm. Jennifer Connolly, yeah. Ed Harris, mm-hmm. you know your standard operating you know white folks or whatever John ham yeah John Ham is is oh. in it, but and of course there are some minorities, but you know they 're like a secondary mm-hmm. role. It's it's a throwback to the 80s. There are plenty of 80s music, you know, I think generation Xers will really love it. But it's it's Did it's, they bring
2: back Danger Zone? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> um you know, I, I didn't like the song when it first yeah. came out, but you can't deny that it is a catchy tune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and I forget, Kenny Loggins? I think Kenny yeah. Loggins did Isn't that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I thought it was one of the Eagles guys. I don't know. Y- oh, maybe. Um, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think it was. But I'm, I'm surprised Fryer, that it hit
0: the... Um, uh, Glenn, Glenn yeah. Fryer, Don done. I'm surprised, it's a, t- yeah, surprised it it's a top box office hit. I don't know. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't help but think about Tom Cruise and his career. Yeah, I mean, remembering all the way back to Risky Business, and yep. I yeah. remember yeah. shortly after yeah. that, as he started to become an A-lister, yeah. trying to see the earlier work. It was okay, but at a certain point, he turned. He was harder. really good in Taps, and that yeah, was right before. He was, he was right. Yeah, he no. I, and
1: I thought when when seeing him in Taps, I thought this guy's going to go places because man. it was a smaller role. Yeah. The, t- the two key roles were uh, were Sean Penn and, and Timothy Hunt. And, yeah. But Tom Cruise like, stole that movie. He did. And he was I a villain. Brought, uh, this, yeah, he was yeah. a villain.
2: No, But it, it's clear that he has... Yeah. You always talk about this, actors being able to choose your roles and figure out where you want to go. Mm-hmm. This man very clearly made that decision. Mm-hmm. And he's been... He's been kicking ass on it. You I and I'm not a, I am not a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah. But I have massive respect for him. Yeah. He is an incredible actor and he has shown it any What's I think the last thing I saw was uh, I think it was called Collateral or something Maybe like something that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah,
0: he was in Collateral, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah it's a very dark film. Mm-hmm. It's him doing a very different role than mm-hmm. he normally plays and it was him kind of going, you know what? If you wanted to see me in a drama, in a solid mm-hmm. drum a dramatic yeah. role, here you go, bam. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you know, and I think one of the reasons why I haven't been a fan of Tom Cruise is because he's, I've always felt that he was sort of mailing it in by doing these. We're going to do Mission Impossible 5 again. We're going right. to do, I don't know, some other action mm-hmm. flick. And I'm going to do all the action things on my own right. to show that at 50, whatever his age is, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I can still do it. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But are you going to act? I mean, are you going to do, I mean, the last substantive thing uh, that I can remember. Um, the Stanley Kubrick thing, uh, oh, eyes, wide eyes, wide at, yeah, eyes wide shut, eyes wide shut, yep. or um, a few good men, you know, things that actually have. And
1: you know, he is well, capable he did, of doing uh, that. A Paul Thomas Anderson movie Magnolia. Oh, right, That's right, right, he's he's incredible. incredible.
2: So he has shown he yeah, can do really the other though. thing, but he has figured out how to be a Hollywood star, mm-hmm. and he makes it work. His fans, mm-hmm. if you go to his movie, mm-hmm. you're going to be satisfied. It may all mm-hmm. be formulaic and it may all be canned, mm-hmm. but when he's on the screen. He is magnetic. He is, he's incredible. Yeah,
0: yeah, very much so. All righty, let's get into an Ordin story. Steve Ortiz. Um how did the how did the acting bug bite you? Where were you born and raised?
1: I was born and raised in Salinas, California. Yeah. Which is about yeah, the shit kicking town of cow town of Salinas, yeah. And uh I was I don't I had two uncles who were actors. Mm-hmm. And oh. the one who got into acting after the Navy because he was at the tail end of the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And so he was never deployed. But when he got out, he had the GI Bill. So he went to, back to school and started doing theater. And his younger brother, who's just, you know, a handful of years older than I am, mm-hmm. he. He incidentally also got back into theater in high school, and so we were in in junior college. So we were watching them, and by the time I got into high school, I eventually got into music. I was a bass player, you know, played a little keyboards and drums because you know back then in school we had music programs, right? Yeah, and so you know my my since my dad was a trumpet player a cornet player in the marines as well when we grew up there was music and being latinos there's always music around hmm. always music yeah. in, mm-hmm. in multiple languages right and so when we went to school my sister became a flautist my brother took pick up the trumpet and i picked up the drums and eventually we stopped doing that and we never we didn't do it in high school. Mm, we mm-hmm. went on to other things, doing other and uh, and also working in the afternoons at my cousin's restaurant. And I got into music. I got into playing guitar oh. and bass guitar in a band, and so mm-hmm. we did covers. So I did that for a long time and then after graduation kept on playing music and eventually you know went back to school in my late in my mid-20s mid late 20s and thought i'm gonna take an extracurricular class (laughs) i'm gonna take acting Mm -hmm. and so i took it and i went like wow this is a lot of fun and i don't have to rely on you know Three other guys to get to, at least three other guys to get together, right. or three other people to get together, form a band and practice, practice that. It's theater, the pieces, the plays, and you know, it. It seemed I just need to learn my lines, anyways, and so I transferred up to San Francisco State to get my degree in theater, mm-hmm. and uh, so moved from being a musician to being a theater, being an actor and. And there I met, so I met Norman you just G. Just as that was happening, in like eight, in my I was went in '89, this spring semester of '89. Yep. And so we, you know, Norman was there, Luis Vise was there, yep. Reg Rogers was graduating, Danny Camille was there, Richard, Hope, Richard, Richard Talavera, Talavera was, was in the as masters a, as a
2: guest artist. Yeah.
1: He was in the masters program, which was really cool because that was my first semester there, and. Richard was there in the master's program, and I remember that he he found me because you know Latino, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. And he needed an actor to do his project for for the for the class, and so he goes, "You mind if you do it?" And I said, "Oh, should sure, that sounds cool? What is it?" And He goes, "Well, it's a Brecht piece, right? You know, and I'm going to want you to do it with the mask on." And uh, like I said, I'm just this freaking Mexican kid from Salinas. Bertold Vrecht, what is this? I mm-hmm. this is like, it's like I'm a Martian, freaking playing with a freaking yo-yo. I don't know. It's just, and it's like, okay, I'll figure it out. And uh, and to work with Mask, and it was one of the most liberating things because Richard is a really good director, and he's really supportive and he gave me a lot of things to work with and and I, there's one of the first things where i noticed that i was a bit of a a, a a biomechanic guy where i'm i i work a lot with my body right and
0: yeah i've heard i've heard a lot about biomechanic theater yeah where it's it, it really is you can talk more about it
1: yeah now. and it's like just to understand the the you you your place on the stage physically and that because with a mask you basically have to be at least like uh like two thirds or whatever and so you either facing forward or two thirds. You can't really be if you are half, the face still has to play right full. Right. And so it really makes you aware of 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 your body. And so in your presence and so that helped me a lot and and you just as in san francisco state we had a lot of good people there and a lot of really supportive san francisco state was a really cool great experience
2: you um were you part of uh the bill peters did you get to do any of his projects yeah
1: we did i did one uh, of his i did one of his shows and I had a small part in it, and it was a lot of fun. Which one? Was I'm trying it? to remember. Mm. You know, I, I'm not unfortunately not as good as you guys. You guys remember every single play oh and no, everything, and Wichy. I, I Wichy. have no Wichy idea. Big time. But I I was in one of those. Oh, and I remember. Uh, uh, oh God, in there. Uh, oh no, that was oh that was after I came back from from uh, London. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it's it's one of those places because we did it in, in the um, smaller theater.
2: Oh, in the little black box?
1: No, no, the because um, you have McKenna Theater. Oh, the uh, studio theater. Studio theater, right? Yeah, that's and nice. Nice, and I remember because I also, one of my semesters, I, en- I end up doing abroad. I end up doing a semester at in London at BOT at British American Drama Academy. Wow. And there I, you know, it was that was talking about learning a lot mm-hmm. and 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 also really changing my body and even more so.
0: I, I have a quick question for you um, because you there are a lot of folks who know they want to do theater, let's say when they're a teenager mm-hmm. or um, you know they just feel there's something within mm-hmm. you. It sounds like you got into theater maybe in your twenties. Like mm-hmm. you tried other things. You were mm-hmm. into music, mm-hmm. but what? what was it about what is it about theater or something within you that said you know what i want to pursue this even further this is this isn't just a a full credit course that i'm going to take there's something about this that i want to go take it even further
1: i think cuz it, it's so much it's much it's so much like music mm-hmm. to me and i even approach Plays that way, where I'm looking for the, like a melody mm-hmm. and the ups and downs, the through the even the monotones, mm-hmm. and I, if, I, I, you know what it is? It's and I suppose even almost all musicians would say the same thing. It's when you're on stage. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's something about when you're on stage, w- when you're rehearsing, because. Mm-hmm. Right for example we've b- been away for a while we fortunately were able to actually to be on a stage for the project that we were involved yeah, the in the Baldwin project in yeah and the Baldwin project and it was talk about yeah. liberating mhm yeah and this the new project this project that I am on currently that's going up in in late June is the central works it's Oh nice! The the, the dreaming in Cuban, Mm -hmm. Christina Garcia's adaptation of her book, Uh theatrical adaptation of her book. Uh, Marianne Rogers is in it. Nice, hey. Yes, and she had a run. Yes, and she is. She's playing my wife, Uh and you know, and we were going. Oh well, you know, because you know, you do everything. You like I have a job during the day, and then in the evening going to the theater, and you're really tired. Right, but when you get to the theater and you get on stage, all of a sudden the adrenaline kicks in. The mm-hmm. everything amps up, and it's so much fun because you're also bringing a world that that you're. You, you're it's like a, a gift mm-hmm. that you're opening up and you're po- you're presenting to people
2: i like that word to say that you're bringing a world it's when i'm teaching acting it's one of the harder concepts it's like it's not just your character Mm -hmm. and it's not just the relationship (laughs) as outlined on the page Mm -hmm. you really have to identify as being Mm -hmm. in a world you Mm -hmm. have to feel that world if you're in a tunnel if you're at a house if (laughs) you're at work wherever the story is set Mm -hmm it's how you are in that space, Mm -hmm. how you create, how you bring that space that makes it come to life. So it's not just us learning our lines and being a Mm -hmm. character from the moment we walk in, we bring with us, we Mm -hmm. bring that space. We Mm -hmm. bring that whole reality.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I want to piggyback on that. I, I, it's, it's interesting. Every time I'm in a rehearsal process and to be quite honest, just like you, Steve, I haven't been on stage in a while. I mean, uh, 2019 was the last time, and even then, someone had to get calls like, hey, you know, can you come on? Mm-hmm. So I have, I've, so rehearsing, I'm thinking back to para-theater. Mm-hmm. There were three one-acts. There was one one-act where I was like, oh, for God's sake, why am I even doing this? Uh-huh. I had to play a fish. Right. <laughs> a fish and my other actor played a crab. Right. And there were a lot of times where the crab is giving some exposition on what's going on Mm -hmm. and I'm really just on the floor, you know, just reacting to her. And I said to myself, okay, this is an opportunity for me to create something Mm -hmm. to create, you know, what am I doing as a fish? Am I flopping around? I'm on the beach. Mm -hmm. Let me play with the sand. Mm -hmm. Let me look up and see what's going on or whatever. And uh, it's, it's almost like you have a uh, even if the director doesn't tell you, you have an acting assignment right you know what is what can I do in this space
3: mm-hmm.
0: almost even compared to uh, football, mm-hmm. like if you're yeah. the uh, the running back yeah. and there's a gap or a B gap, mm-hmm. right. you have to make a decision absolutely yep. even if the coach doesn't tell you, you have yep. to sort of you know do what, what what can you do within this space within this moment yeah. mm-hmm. and even then if you, you don't have any lines and
1: then sometimes you just follow the guard. Yeah, <laughs> just right. right under, you know that person that that's feeding you. Yeah, that's, right. Opposite you, you're just going in there. A, an example of that for me is our our mutual experience with each one, reach one. Uh-huh. Oh, my, yeah. my, uh huh. And my my what I loved about each one, reach one was as a mentor. It was much more feel, fulfilling being a mentor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah.
0: for those who don't know, that's uh, working with kids who are incarcerated. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if they're incarcerated. They
2: are. It was within the juvenile hall system, system. Uh, yeah. and juvenile justice the system, system. Um, which has largely gone away yeah. now. Yeah, um, which
1: I'm all for the, the way too. they're transitioning them <laughs> they've, they've into to houses. and
2: find other ways. But during the time, we would go in, so yeah. we would be locked, locked up with them nightly.
1: Yeah, and teaching them f- how to form a. You would spend act. the night? You'd have to spend the night? Not no,
2: spend no, the no, night. Okay, okay. We would come,
1: in,
0: come in, in, but in the the doors in, doors you would be go. locked in while you're there. Yes. yes.
2: Oh, 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 gosh. Yes. You feel it. Every door, door way you, way you go through, go. you hear it. And you remember the old Get Smart? Yeah. Where all the door, you mm. could hear the sound of it every yeah, time. Yeah, totally. There was one um, in San Francisco when you'd get up the stairs and into that first room where we yeah. all have to cram in, and this door would go click. Yeah. And then you'd have to wait for the other door to open. And there are more than a couple of times where I could just feel this panic coming up in me. I'm locked in, I'm locked yep. in. Yeah,
1: and so what I enjoyed about that, I, I, it was twofold because you would mentor them on how to create a, a one scene, basically, a one scene play, mm-hmm. two characters. They could not be human. They would take, anthropomorphic, of course, they would right. take on these human characteristics. Characteristics, but yeah, I think they, you were telling
0: me about this, Norman. Yeah, the yeah. rules.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, and what I enjoyed—it's always metaphor. Uh, it's always metaphor.
2: Animal, um, um, man-made uh, objects, uh, Things, forces of uh, nature, celestial. animal forces of nature, or are, are man-made yeah. objects.
1: And so we would, we would uh, do it, and we'd help them form these plays, and mm-hmm. and and then at the end of the week or two, two weeks, weeks, two, it, weeks yeah, two weeks, at the end of the two weeks we would uh, they'd pref- we'd bring in actors to perform them but mo- invariably i would have to perform one mm-hmm. cuz a lot of times i would get a latino and they right. would have some maybe some stuff in spanish or right. they would uh, have just these characters and i would get to play a character Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we could we could maybe stand up, but we could not move around. We had our seats there, so they preferred that we just sit in a chair, script in hand, and read it. Basically, in many ways, a cold read. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe one two rehearsals. Yeah, and And so, and a lot of times they'd be these like these homies, these vato characters, Mm -hmm. and I and I get to play them, and the kids would just crack up because here's this Weta Wedinche older dude doing these freaking homey voices and and but uh, yeah. I, I, I I but if I because if I got them and they they because a lot of times it would be funny the stuff I would be saying is be to get a reaction and I'd get their reaction I'm going all right this is good this is this is fun and they get and also you present that to them Especially because the majority of the kids that we dealt with were people, were kids of color. Yep. They were Always. South. They were like Southeast Asians. Yep. Of the Asians that were there, yep. the majority were Southeast East Asians, mm-hmm. and then there were there were blacks and Latinos. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so when you present it, and so you wanted to present it as truthfully as possible. Yeah. And a lot, but a lot of times we'd be getting a lot of <laughs> white actors. Hmm. Right, they some of them, it was just funny for them trying to handle the language, so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. but they were earnest in it, yeah. And they and they and then and so they gave you a truthfulness for how they can do it, and and so the, the writers, the, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and the kids would just be blown away, and yeah. it, and it gives them and about what theater does. And maybe another reason why I do theater mm-hmm. is because it's giving. These those kids mm. another avenue. You know this. You know you you're, you're thinking you just need to go to school and to get a job at wherever a bank or whatever. You know, and and that may that maybe won't be your your road that you take. Mm. You can go. You'll get done with this place. This really. Difficult situation. Get your, your diploma. Right. And because the, the program also supported also them. Because we also had a, a, GED a GED program. program and and, a a, and, a,
2: and a, I forget what they called it, but it was health and, basically health and yeah. welfare. And junior college, <clears throat> um,
1: paid for their junior college oh, right. and, yep. and, as well. And that they would go into. And so, so many of their success stories is that the kids have gone into other, you know, have become, you know, gone into, and usually a lot of, a lot of them have gone back to help the kids. So they go into administrative services for those programs. Yeah, oh, that's had, awesome! Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had one
2: kid in particular who became um, on the citizens council yeah. in county in yeah. the San Francisco, San Francisco. County, um, overseeing the jails. Yeah.
0: no, that's awesome. And I was just thinking, I mean, a lot of these kids when they come in, I'm sure, the life that they have met, seen are only what they see on the streets and right. people mm-hmm. telling them how they've done them wrong. Yeah. Right. And now with each one reach one, they can actually sort of play and also learn to articulate what's inside of them yeah, in a constructive way. Yeah.
2: A little bit of conflict yeah. resolution. They, they get a lot out of it you know. if, if they allow themselves to. I mean, yeah. it was one of the tricks of the program is you may not have chosen to be here. A lot mm-hmm. of times they were just told to go do the program, mm-hmm. but we could get them through it. You know, it was exciting. It was also neat to just see the array of talent that we got to bring in. Yeah. Um oh, from gosh. the Bay Area. We would we would get to bring some folks and it was it was exciting to know these people that I well like even with you and me, yeah. We'd gone years without ever getting to do anything and then suddenly yeah. we're in this situation yeah, sure, where sure. we get to work together again. Yeah. It was And knowing
1: cool. the and knowing the people that had done it prior to us that had gone on, like Calvin Yi. That's and how I got Col- in. Yeah. And Coleman also, even though we had worked with Coleman before, right. we you know Coleman had done, worked in the program as well, mm-hmm. you know, and so and I'm that's th- and that also shows you, you know, like if anybody says anything bad about Calvin Hanny, Coleman, Damiel, oh, you come to me because I am going to freaking set you straight because it, you know, and of course you never hear anything bad about them, right. but Because they're really good people. Yeah,
0: I am curious as to your experience in um,
1: in England. Um, the British American Drama Academy. I, I was fortunate to, fortunate enough to meet up with some this young actress. Her name was Mina Bedi, and her mom was a scriptwriter, and so they had a connection because her her sister is um, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. The Ma- wow. Mina Biddy sisters, Jennifer, Jason, wow. Lake, and so th- she had done that program, mm-hmm. and so when it came time for Mina to consider it, there was a group of us, the the four of us, mm-hmm. and it was m- me, Mina, of um, um, Michael Vincent, and uh, of oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I remember his name? He's on my Facebook. From here? From San Francisco State. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good actor. Oh. Probably the of the four of us, he was the best actor. Hmm. And we all went to, um, we all got accepted. Into the master's program, even though we were undergraduates, we got accepted to a master's program. Oh, that's awesome. And it, um, they had enough money to stay for the two semesters right. for the full year. Mm-hmm. And I only had enough money to stay for one semester. True. Sure. But I tell you, man, it was being in London and using the underground, the tube, mm-hmm. going everywhere. And the place that they had it at, you know under the uh, the basement um the lower level or basement there was this uh they had a bar there and mm-hmm. uh, and you know and since we were all like i mean i mean I was over 21 right and so uh they were uh, run by this irish guy who mm-hmm. had like uh, they, and he had like contraband irish whiskey in there and so it's like typical right. college typical college experience you know and mm-hmm. you know where you're just kind of like partying and, and, and hanging out and, and, and just and this studying. Is
0: the, this is the late 80s, early 90s? This
1: was, this was 1990. That's when I went. Oh. And ni- late, uh, the, oh. the, the fall semester of 1990. Okay. And, and so I went there, because in 1989 for the summer, I had worked at Santa Fe Opera. And uh, and so it was like every year, I got to experience something different Mm -hmm. through the university. Basically, my my San Francisco State experience, meeting people, whatever. And so, you know, so first year it was going to Santa Fe Opera. This one studying in in london yeah and,
0: when and, i think of london in the 90s 80s or just a europe i think yeah. of the berlin wall coming down yeah. and live aid yeah. and bob Geldof and all yeah. that stuff so it's yeah, an exciting
1: time it, well yeah and also uh, because of my being there at that time i cannot give blood because they also had right. the swine flu right
2: uh, the, uh mad cow but mad cow mad cow disease that's right oh mad that cow. was going on no, okay. yeah. oh that was so i they finally have changed it. Because yeah. I used to, I was in the army yeah. and I would give blood because yeah. you'd get a whole day off yeah. if you gave blood. Yeah. Um, so when I got out, I was already in the habit of giving yeah. blood. And yeah, every time I yeah. had to fill out mad that form, is, it was like, yeah. Have you been in Europe or Dark, you during know, this or period? Yeah. This, and I'm like, Man, Come on. Um, that's yeah, a long that's, time. That's ago. why that's they, right, finally, mad cow. they finally stopped okay. that. But it was Mad Cow. Yeah. It was Mad Cow. Yeah. That yeah. was so annoying. But, but it was
1: awesome because you got to. You part of the tuition was you got like three or four uh, plays that you got to go to with mm-hmm. these amazing people. Right, that you got to see, and so I saw um, John Malkovich was in doing um, Burn This, I think. Oh, so he he was in town, and I we saw his performance. We saw a performance of uh, Richard Harris do. I'm trying to. Uh, a, a play and where he was really the center of attention so almost every single scene that he was in he was kind of like center stage and everyone was around him Ooh. and so <laughs> they kinda, the director really said I've got my star I'm going to make sure he feels like a star And yeah. but the, one of them was a, a, I'm trying to think it was a small play but Ben Kingsley was in it uh-huh. and he was hitting this cup and he eventually broke the cup, and it was one of the most intense moments I'd ever seen. Mm. And it was like, oh man! Around that time, Ben Kingsley did
0: statements because uh, I've seen a poster of it. Uh, yeah. So, so um, I'm sure it wasn't yeah. saved because you would have remembered that. But wow, um, uh, you saw some really, really, really cool stuff. Yeah, there. It was,
1: yeah, it was like really, you know, eye opening, and and also the training is, it was, it was really good and really enlightening because sometimes it happened because of what's happened outside of class and mm-hmm. because i remember an experience where you know hey we're young we're partying or whatever and i got into an altercation on like on a saturday night or whatever mm-hmm. and i in requiring stitches mm-hmm. and the next monday we were supposed to perform a a piece Uh and I didn't I was all all the stuff happening and I didn't go over my stuff and I wasn't prepared Uh and I remember going into class with bandages and everything and and faltering and my the teacher basically said it's you know they're all out of rata, you know these kind of these people are you know I mean Fiona Shaw came in and did a special project with us and Mm -hmm. stuff so, I mean, they're big names, right? And he goes, Steve, I can understand that you're maybe not all here because of what happened this last weekend, but it doesn't excuse you for not being prepared. Uh-huh. And I went like, yeah. Uh-huh. You're right. So after that, I was like, you know, don't make excuses. Just get the work done and and because it's one thing for me and i failed myself but i'm failing my fellow actors and and the director and all the people that are doing the lights and everything this you we've got we we have a responsibility and you know i know everyone who says it you know yeah we love the applause because we you know it's all showering on but it's a community yeah and we're 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 gonna sink or swim, from basically the weakest link, and I don't want to be a weak link. So. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: I think the other thing, and again, it's one of those. When I started trying to think about what I wanted to teach mm. people about acting, um, it's the other pieces. It's not the big theories. Mm-hmm. It's not any of that stuff. That stuff is helpful, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it's remembering that when you have a situation like that happen when you go into that performance that doesn't disappear Mm -mm. you have to bring it into the performance Mm -hmm. and now the performance is going to become something different than Mm -hmm. all of your analysis Mm -hmm. and all of your preparation Mm -hmm. but it's going to become that because you're not going to ignore what your truth is Mm -hmm. what your reality is and your audience isn't going to ignore it so Mm -hmm. if you try to ignore it your Mm -hmm. audience is going to be noticing you ignoring something Mm -hmm. but if you stay true to it Mm -hmm. this place you know something sublime happens Mm -hmm. it's There was all this concern about whether or not we were coming back out of lockdown, especially Mm -hmm. once we went to the screens. We kind of said, well, you know, there is this other technology out there for storytelling. Mm -hmm. So are we outdated? Are we done? Are we Mm -hmm. outmoded? Is this over? Mm -hmm. But when you get back in the room Mm -hmm. and you do your stuff and your audience comes into that Mm -hmm. same room and they allow you that space and you embrace that moment Mm -hmm. and that mutual that communal experience Mm -hmm. happens that doesn't happen anywhere else yeah true (laughs) and so it it becomes this beautiful moment and you always I've you know I I often get comments from people when I'm directing that I'm that I listen Mm -hmm. (laughs) or that I seem really sympathetic Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck that you got in a fight this weekend Mm -hmm. it's not my problem Mm -hmm. my problem is I have X number of hours before you got to be in front of an audience yeah and all I can get done today is based on what you can yeah. bring to it. Correct. So I make the adjustment. Yeah. And part of my adjustment may surprise you when I'm like, you know, you just got to go from where you are. Mm-hmm. People feel like I'm being all kind and gentle. Yeah. I'm not. I'm being all real. Like yeah. if you you have no yeah. choice, you have to go yeah. from where okay. you are. And if I give you permission mm. as a director to do that mm. and you embrace it, mm. then the audience gets that unique experience mm. of you in this moment mm. having this performance and they may never, your rest of your run, you might get your shit together mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm all ready now. <laughs> it may never be as raw and real mm-hmm. as that moment.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting you bring that up, especially if you're just getting off book. And mm-hmm. let's say everything, the emotion that you have is raw. Right. And then you relax into, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the, the, the mode is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's funny. So I'm doing N.A. Dallas's World Famous mm-hmm. Lechon. We're in rehearsals. And I tell myself, okay, I'm off book. They're like three acts, and i 've got like two monologues mm-hmm. in them, right and of course, in my room right mm-hmm. here i 'm practicing yeah. my monologues and yeah. I'm like okay, I've got it, I got it, I got yeah. it what i 'm not factoring in is my reacting just like what yeah. you 're saying, Norman, yeah. listening to other people, yeah. reacting to their reactions and how they 're delivering their yeah. lines and what they 're giving to me as an actor mm-hmm. right and It's one of those unique things that you can 't get from zoom right or the screen when you 're actually on stage i 'm mm-hmm. listening to let's say, the woman who's supposed to be my fiancée reacting to me or Mm -hmm. listening to me or talking to me, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking in her eyes, and I'm like, okay, I'm reacting, but I also have to know my next line. Mm -hmm. And so getting into that mode where everything is so natural that Mm -hmm. it just flows, Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about the lines. It's funny, watching Top Gun, one of the famous... Catchphrases they say is, don't think it has to be natural. Mm-hmm. Of course, right. these are fighter pilots and sure. they have to, yeah. right. you know, react within a fractum section. Yeah. And yeah. in acting, it's the same thing. Yeah. It is. I can't yeah. think about, like, you know, I have a line, I can barely eat my food. I haven't mm. had the time to try the lechon. Mm, sure. And I get caught up in that word, barely. It's like, what is that word? What is that word? And I uh-huh. just have to get to the point yeah. where I'm like, listen, just let it flow. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you do it, just let it flow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll tell the director, I'm like, listen, I'm going to paraphrase, but I'll clean up the paraphrasing, but I have to make it mm-hmm. authentic. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'll get the lines right. So, yeah. well, I'm, you, And I'm, I'm not you, saying that's right or wrong. Well, because right, right.
1: you, you're internalizing the intent or, or the... Uh, you're paraphrasing but you, that's what you're going to internalize but you're going
2: to verbalize
1: the line
0: exactly
2: yep.
1: you know yeah and it, you know because you
0: have to be true to the yeah, author yeah. you know the author wrote it for a reason hopefully yeah.
2: I have a question for you guys both of you because um, when you mention that I'm like okay so I have a wife now in mm-hmm. the Mime Troop show and I actually thought about this the other day and I don't know that I've spent much time consciously ever thinking about this I'm washing up and I'm getting ready and i stopped and thought i'd shaved the day before so mm-hmm. i don't i don't like to use aftershave mm-hmm. unless i've shaved mm-hmm. i just i'm not trying to be all perfumey mm-hmm. but it's, i stopped myself as i washed up and i went should i use a little just a mm-hmm. and i started thinking what can i do to make myself attractive to mm-hmm. my scene partner and i'm mm-hmm. thinking scene partner yeah. not character on right. stage but can I give her a subconscious mm-hmm. or maybe unconscious oh, thing <clears throat> yeah. that makes her go, ooh. I mm-hmm. mean, do you, do you ever find like you dress up a little nicer for a rehearsal specifically <laughs> with that in mind that, oh, I need to be attractive to this person. Mm-hmm. This person is supposed to be attracted to me. Mm-hmm. How can I? And it's weird. I've thought about it as a young man in terms mm-hmm. of, oh, me and her. I want to be with her. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm like, no, this is really about the show and offering you my scene mm-hmm. partner something that might allow you to dig in a little mm-hmm. bit dip, deep, deeper or more specifically connect to me yeah well, i have a lot of
0: thoughts about this but i want to let
1: yeah. steve well go. that's a great you know because i don't know if i've ever done that but it's a great idea concerning concerning internalizing that character mm-hmm. like what actions would that person do would he w- wear a cologne? Right. Would he be wearing that bow tie or yeah. whatever? And, right. Is and he Mister like, top, top Button? Top or is Button? He Mister? No, I drop exactly. it down two buttons because I like my chest. That's a yeah. Because cause a lot of well, there are to- there have been times where I was wondering about my character how and do and then the costumer comes in. Yay! And then they save your behind because <laughs> they go, oh, yeah. that's what. My, my, i got loosey-goosey i got i'm i'm flowing because my 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 freaking clothes are loose so i know yeah. this guy likes to freaking you know like you said top button right if it's you know yeah. uh, you know and or whatever like three buttons, it's like, three buttons freaking open three buttons gotten, yeah. yeah and yeah. you get that you know i like, would be
2: so uncomfortable norman yeah. would be so uncomfortable mm. three buttons yeah. open but if the character was yeah, right like, i would totally be like no the character lives here yeah and what's weird to me is in recent years performances come out of me mm. that i people are like wow that moment you were having mm. i'm like that was really not me like mm. that was that was that, not a conscious choice true. for me That That was was, the character that was appropriate to the character. And then I allowed myself to go Mm -hmm. into a space that Norman never goes.
0: (laughs) But that's the sign of a great actor. I have a lot of thoughts about this because I have had to do that three times this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two pieces for the pair pair of fair slices. And I have to imagine, you know, I mean, when I think about attraction as far as character, I mean, the thing is... If someone casts you, yep. that's it. Yep. So, if my scene partner you know, is like, oh, gee, I wish I had someone better. I mean, I talked at nausea about 110 in the shade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how this young actress mm-hmm. from out of college. Wanted her friend. Wanted yeah. her friend to be the uh, her love interest mm-hmm. in the play. Mm-hmm. Instead, she gets a middle-aged black guy, me. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. But we have a job to do yeah. as an actor yeah. my yeah. job is to be your leading man yeah. and yeah. your job is to be the leading lady yeah. Yeah. yep whether you want to, and to find
2: something and to yeah. find
0: something yeah. so my attitude is same as yours i want to be as attractive as possible and to do you know what is appropriate what's interesting for the emmy and yubi kabori piece so one piece it's five in the morning and we're on a rooftop in Oakland, mm-hmm. and we've been married for a long time, and our child has died. Right. Mm-hmm. So my objective is twofold. Number one, to get her to stop thinking about the dead. Right. we got to move forward. Right, right, but right. it's also to bring my wife closer to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And both objectives sometimes go against one another because right. she is so close to her departed child mm-hmm. that my mentioning, hey, can we just forget about this? It pushes her away. So I have to, it's almost like a a, a lock that I have to sort of mm-hmm. pick. But as far as, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's standard operating, procedure. I'm not going to be dressed up. It's five right. in the morning. Yeah. I've got to go yeah. to work. Yeah. Right. I'm probably not even shaved. Yeah. Right. It's called coffee and cigarette. It's, it's a beautiful piece by yeah. Ann Kabor. Yeah, just yeah, beautiful. Yeah. But I'm not thinking about, it. and as far as the actors, actress, actress concern, you know, as long as I'm centered mm-hmm. and doing what I should be doing, all she has to do is just, re- she's reacting to her own emotions. Yeah. Right. She's reacting to me, but she has an objective, too. She has to be like, you know, to cling to me as well Mm because she doesn't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. Right. There's the other piece where I am dressed up. I've got like a three-piece suit on, and it's very, very, um, it's sort of film noir. I think Mm -hmm. that's how Ann Kabori sort of did it. So we're doing stylized things. I'm, I'm almost like... Um, what's the guy who's in Gone with uh, Cary Grant or someone someone like that
2: uh, no no uh, no no no. um, uh, Clark Gable
0: Clark Gable that's right (laughs) (laughs) so we're doing you know like oh ZZ I love you so much. Oh, come out of that closet, you know. <laughs> right, right. And it's it's all stylized. Sure. And sometimes it's liberating to be yeah. stylized because oh, you know yeah. you can sort of ham it up and be right. old dramatic or whatever. Right. So, getting back to your uh, question, and now I'm doing with Ina Dalase. I'm where Golda is my love interest. Right. And so, and it's cool acting with Golda because we're about the same age. Right, right. So I don't have to think about being the older guy, younger woman. Sure. So, and we understand, and the way the play is written. It is not directly romantic stuff. I mean, it's sure. really we we're talking about other things, right. which sort of gets into the romance. And uh, but it, it it's not so on the nose that we have to force emotions that aren't really there. Uh-huh. Which excuse me, which is a wonderful thing that the the actor sort of does. So we could talk about the peas, right? Mm. And still talk about ourselves because right, she's right. like, well, Should we mix this? Should we mix that? No, I think we should mix this. And it's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. And then that collaboration, we sort of define our relationship mm-hmm. without talking about it. And you nail it,
2: it mm-hmm. off of who your scene partner mm-hmm. is and that information and your feelings about mm-hmm. them and all in your history, if it's somebody you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. all those things you can use. You should use because, mm-hmm. like, I'm Lizzie Caldera. Um, is my wife in the Mime Troop show. I've known Lizzie forever. Feels like it. Um, I remember her when she got involved with the Mime Troop. I think I remember her from before she was Mm -hmm. involved with the Mime Troop. She is amazing. Mm -hmm. She is one of those actors that typically my thought is, I'm on stage with you. Like That's what the audience Mm -hmm. is going to see. I'm on stage with you. You. (laughs) And so I'm not trying to compete. I'm just trying to be in the same picture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now it's like, no, even more specifically, this is my wife. Mm -hmm. I've never, I don't know that we've ever done scenes together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In decades, we've known each other. I'm like, okay, you are my wife and not just my, you're my wife and we have a 20 year old. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where is that relationship now? Mm -hmm. And now I'm just looking at her and taking her in. She's been talking about cutting her hair for the show. Mm -hmm. I'm staring at her hair. Oh, she cut it. Do a, how do I feel about mm-hmm. that? And it's weird because you mm-hmm. just automatically, when somebody says yeah. that, you have, you have opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, put that in the character.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Do, does the character want her to get her hair cut? Does mm-hmm. the character like it when she gets that mm-hmm. haircut? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yes. All of that. All mm-hmm. of that is part of the character mm-hmm. now.
1: Now, I'm
0: sure you've had a love interest on stage, right?
1: Steve, very few. I don't usually get those roles, but I, but uh, I, I like here. it. I like it when Same they're. F- I like it when they're fun. Mm-hmm. When they're when it's, or I'm even if I'm the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. I think the last one was uh, was a Lady Matador's Hotel, uh. and I'm I'm this despotic, this sadistic colonel in Central America and he thinks he's all that and he's tr- like going to s- trying to seduce this this woman and you know she's like having none of it and mm-hmm. it's that's fun you know I was gonna ask
0: you Steve what type of an actor do you consider yourself to be I mean do you love um drama do you love theater I know that you you talk about the physicality. Are yeah. you a physical actor? Uh, do you like slapstick comedy? Um, what type of an actor would you say you are?
1: For some reason, I've been get, doing a lot more dramas, but I always thought I'd be better suited for comedies. But for some reason, I'm I'm getting these dramatic roles. But I also do some do have a tendency to put a little maybe a little levity in the performances, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And and that's what maybe they they've enjoyed or they, why they've casted me. And uh, as as the they've cast me as the those characters. Uh I all I I do know that Christina Garcia likes a lot of my performances and, mm-hmm. and she's the writer because, you know, a lot of these characters if you you can go over the top or you can mm-hmm. go really hit certain parts of them and she just kinda likes like, Well you give a little humanity to them. if and I go and there are times mm-hmm. where I've going, Well maybe this character doesn't need any <laughs> humanity because <laughs> they're pretty bad but mm-hmm. uh honestly I I always considered myself more of a comedic actor but I I get into a lot of dramas. Mm-hmm. You know, I I get cast and stuff. I I have no idea. You know like when we did uh uh were you in any were you in the first one or cuz I know we've known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. But we when we did Midsummer Night's Dream, we did
2: uh, I wasn't in it, but I remember seeing yeah, it. Yeah, and
1: we did it twice. We did right. it inside at at, this, at at the, the intersection. intersection for the yeah. arts, and no, then we did I it, and it. then we did it in the in mm-hmm. the park, okay. and yep. no, in the uh, in the the Yerba for Gardens. We oh, were the initial okay. production that showed the new renovated yeah, yeah, gardens, yeah. Nice. and nice. and so it was site specific. Mm-hmm. But we the year before we had done it, and we did the full show inside the intersection for the arts. And that's one Coleman was in. He played mm-hmm. one of the lovers, and I remember when we he was he had casted the show, but he hadn't told me which role I got. Mm-hmm. That was that was Joey Ponce. Oh yeah, yeah, Joseph yeah. yeah. Ponce, yep. Joey Pacheco Ponce. who's just a marvelous director, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you're playing Puck, Steve," and I went, "Excuse me." <laughs> he goes, yeah, <laughs> you're playing puck, and I went like, really? Are, are you sure? That's you a hell of a lot of lines. <laughs> are you sure? He, and the physicality involved, right? Yeah. And and especially the way we were going to do it. And so the one inside they had a rope, and hey so I had to hang. Down I, rope. I climbed down the rope, and then I hung. I went underneath, and I I I put my legs around the rope, and I hung upside down. Mm-hmm. And then I delivered lines, and then I flipped myself over. Wow! And t- onto my feet, and to finish the lines. And this is talking about physicality and stuff uh, that yeah, yeah. that and and so that was fun. But personally, the one in the gardens because we cut the play down to the skinny, uh-huh. and and uh, Louis Vice was still the the was. Uh, the head of the mechanicals again, oh, bottom, uh-huh. and and he had a great group. I think uh, was it? Um, I'm thinking was Tony Alderondo in that one as oh. well. But I'm thinking uh, 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 just a, a real good group. Mm-hmm. But we did it, and we cut it to the skinny end. So we had, I had to run across my first scene. I was, I had to run across the gardens and just pop in and. Deliver my lines. Mm-hmm. I had to freaking hang from trees. Mm-hmm. I and I so I, I basically did the rope thing, but I was hanging around a, a branch, and delivered lines, and then flip myself over, and do it. And I remember, at the end, you know how uh, Puck has to close the show out, Right. He's got the lines.
2: If these shadows we have, yes. a, if if these shadows have a finish. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: And so they're going. Well, we want you to walk. Across this, this, um, this, uh, where on there's this the lawn here and that and the steps here where people sit. He goes, we want you to walk here, jump down, walk here, walk around this um, lamp post, and then finish here. And so we did it. We walked around it and walked around. It. And you know, you're saying your lines and everything. Mm-hmm. And I go. And so <laughs> Duran, Joey, and I. Right. walked around, and it separated like a triangle, walked mm-hmm. around this light post, and I looked at the light post, looked up at it, and then looked at them, and they had done the same thing, and they looked at me, and I go, I think I can climb this thing. Mm-hmm. And they go, we were wondering if you could do that. And I go, yeah, I think I could. And so I just, and you do your lines, right? Mm-hmm. And just And just hang out from the thing, continue to do your lines then pop out and then and I think that's what they, it, it about getting off broke and about internalizing it and that you know when you have business mm-hmm. to make that the the business isn't the totality of what you're doing it's just another tool or whatever mm-hmm. it's just a flavor it's color right? because yeah. the real work especially in theater is in the language, right? Yes, and and so to to allow that, and like you said, to to the, all that stuff colors it, and because I, I remember you talking, we you had brought you wanted me to talk about the uh, something or about uh, London, and one one of the things that I learned in London was I I kept on missing my my entrance, sure, because I was joining and just doing my business, and I would come in, but then I would, and then I finally got the coming in right, and I'm doing my business, but I forgot the line, forgot the line, sure. and so this director came up to me, he goes, Stephen, remember, hot here, cool here, mm-hmm. hot here, points to my hot chest, in your heart, yeah. cool in my head, mm-hmm. Clean, hot here. Cool here, hot here, cool here he goes, oh, always know where you're at mm-hmm. at all times oh. on stage nice, yeah, and he goes and I went,
3: oh, yep.
1: cool, and so it's <laughs> like and you know, and then to counter it a year later when I you know I'm back at studying in San Francisco state. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Taylor who is from Robert. Robert
2: Taylor that was the other one Robert Taylor so I was trying to remember I'm trying to get my masters uh-huh. from state now uh-huh. and all these years later mm. and I was in the MFA program yes. that only existed for a few years yeah. while while we were there Um and so i'm like i have all these credits and i know that i worked with all these different yeah. teachers i couldn't remember robert taylor robert name. taylor and oh. robert
1: taylor i remember doing a scene and he was directing the piece mm-hmm. and he was off stage and uh god i was wondering if he was even directing it or he just came walking by or whatever mm-hmm. was in there doing it and i came off and i'd just done this really awesome moment and i mm-hmm. was in the moment coming off and robert goes he goes you do realize Stephen, that your next scene has nothing to do with that the previous scene right he goes you better shake it off and get ready for the next <laughs> scene. and I was like oh yeah yeah, it's a it's like it, it's a lesson in in, in self indulgence, right? I think yeah, we've
2: all blown that moment. So oh, I've, this so is so great. So I've <laughs> talked about
1: uh, I'm re
0: I'm right right No, I'm reading the book, The Method. <laughs> yes, about the Stanislavski and how how it these actors America, came to and America, again. and. There is the disadvantage, the, way, the, the reason why people sort of poo poo the method is mm-hmm. because you do get to, let's mm-hmm. say, you're doing a business yeah. which creates life on stage, but is it in comparison to the actual story? Mm-hmm. Right. And are you too drawn into mm-hmm. what you're doing yeah. that you forget about what's yeah. happening yeah. on stage? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Of course, you can go the other extreme, yeah. where yeah. you're doing only what the director tells you to do. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I I pay attention, like, it's interesting. I've worked in this past year with three directors. One very, very young director. Uh-huh. One sort of young, I mean, but she has Aureen, uh, sure. who knows you know, what she's doing, but she's still young. And then an old veteran actor, I mean, I'm sorry, director. Mm-hmm. And there's some directors who will give you, tell you, I want you to do this. Right. And then some directors who's like... You know, I'll give you a suggestion, but what do you think about doing? I mean, they'll mm-hmm. they'll sort of nudge you, mm-hmm. right. so you're doing something not because the director told you to, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's authentic, yeah. it's it's right. yeah. it's right. within you, yeah. sort of steer you. And I'm yeah. sure, as a director, Norman, you you get into that. I right.
2: have learned to hold my notes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: see what the actor is offering, reinforce those places mm-hmm. that feel like they're in the zone that I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Try to discourage the places that I feel are taking us Mm -hmm. in another direction unless the actor can convince me there's a good Mm -hmm. reason to go there. And so I I love that I have notes that nobody ever sees or hears Mm -hmm. because a lot of times the actor just finds it themselves. Mm -hmm. And like you said, then it's rooted in Mm -hmm. what they're doing. It's not me telling them to do Mm -hmm. something. Right,
0: exactly. Because, you know, the worst thing, an actor is doing something because they've been instructed to or because... Of a structural thing, Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, they're blocking, they're upstaging someone, or they're, you know, and you can tell as an audience member, okay, well, I know why they move because they have to, it's not authentic. And yet, in the objective of the actor is, okay, the director's told me to do something, now I need to make it make sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make Make it it authentic, organic.
1: organic. Yeah, and that's, and Joey, was great at that Mm -hmm. and and currently you know i've been working with central works gary's really good gary graves gary graves Graves, yeah trying to you trying to help or position the actor to discover themselves in Mm -hmm. themselves the line the Mm -hmm. movement and will only maybe step in if he's really not seeing it but also the movement may be good but in the space that you're playing in, especially the central works, the way that it's situated. Yeah, the stage. The, the stage, stage is it very specific. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more like a thrust stage, mm-hmm. and it's on the same level as the audience. So you have to... And the audience pop- are on three, eight, you
0: know, three three there's, there's this the round yes. yeah And okay. so
1: you have to adjust your body so you can have that same movement just... Move it a little bit more in a certain direction, so you can the more the audience can see you. I'm, and, I'm and supposed
2: a, to uh, teach a class in yeah, that yeah. for Central Works because yeah. that style of acting is yeah. so specific to that. Space. It
1: is, it is, but it can help in so many other places, mm-hmm. it and, can, and, yeah. and and and. And, and also, you never know as actors, because we do hold things in, in the story, and I know it's not theater, but it was in a movie, mm-hmm. and it was in a, the movie uh, o- Ordinary People. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and Robert Redford directed that mm-hmm. one, and he had Donald Sutherland as Sutherland the father. Sutherland and Tyler Moore. And Timothy, and... And
2: was it Timothy Hutton? No,
1: or was it? I'm trying to think. But, uh... Yeah. But... Uh, he, uh, But Donald Sutherland was doing this one. I read about this. Sure. Donald Sutherland was doing the scene, and it just wasn't flowing. Mm-hmm. And Robert Redford s- stops the scene and um, he had noticed that Donald Sutherland had his hand like this. Sure. He had his hand on, resting on his leg right. uh, towards his knee but his palm was up. Right. So Don, I mean, Robert Redford just politely went in there and he goes, excuse me, let me just... And he adjusted his hand, turned it over where his the palm was now on the knee yeah. and the fingers on the knee. He goes, now deliver the lines. And he got the scene. Uh-huh. And he goes because for some reason the physicality there was a wasn't there was tension there. There wasn't there wasn't the flow right. wasn't there. And he and it's almost like chakras, right? Yeah. And, and, and you, not like you know, I think it is it, it, so yeah. yeah. Exactly. And wow. you know, wow. to use that and as an example and because as actors we're just sometimes we're just doing it and so for some reason Donald Sutherland must have been holding this tension right. there. Robert Redford corrected it or noticed it corrected the flow and then donald southern one can give now the scene that got him what an academy award nomination (laughs) or whatever you know and so wow so you never know and i think that's what directors see as well that actors don't see. that's a collaboration that's a collaboration
2: because it's not like he knew that was going to happen he just knew that something needed to adjust
1: yeah, and that's where that's where I'll rely on a director, and I'm not adverse to or averse. I'm not averse to any really uh, any suggestion. Uh-huh. It's like just right. just tell me, because I'm I'm gonna be open. Mm-hmm. It's like we're all trying to get to the same place, right? Right. We're, right. You know yeah. And so you may, they may see something, and and they can and and that I'm not aware of, and mm-hmm. so hey. Why am I going to restrict? Uh, keep that at bay? No, yeah. I don't want that. You and know. we
0: actors can be very sensitive. Yes, But we have to understand the director wants the best out of us. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're working for us. They want us to give yeah. a good performance. Right. Yes. And they can see things yes. that we ourselves no.
1: cannot yeah. see. Yeah, and there are times, like, I, mean, I haven't directed very often. Mm-hmm. But the, the times that I have directed, there are times where I'm sitting there and at times you know i may even turn my back and i'm just going to listen uh-huh i'll close my eyes and just listen mm-hmm. and i cuz there i'm one cuz if i can hear it and that flow mm-hmm. or whatever and they, right. that flow may change yep, yep, yep. they may change from a quarter note to a half note or make it an eighth note or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. they they may change may may now make it a four Uh, Like a uh, a whole note you know but I just listen to it the inflections and then I'll turn around and I'll see what are they doing physically with it Mm -hmm. you know and because if if I'm hearing it and it's good I now maybe just move them around a bit whatever but if I'm not hearing if I'm not just the flow just doesn't seem to be there Mm -hmm. then I'll turn around to see maybe it's Because of the physicality that they're using, right, and and just kind of like situate them to where you know, are you comfortable doing that? Mm -hmm. Is that you know, do that or because well, you know, I'm just working, I'm trying to get off book. Oh, okay,
2: right, you know, right, not gonna freak about it, not
1: gonna freak about it. You know, it's just like oh, okay, it's your process, you know, but uh, but yeah, I. the collaborative nature of, mm-hmm. of theater is another reason why I love it, too. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, because and, and, uh, an example is I don't like working out on my own to,
2: uh-huh. at
1: the gym. Right. Or when I, have uh, you know, I also do wushu, mm-hmm. which is... And a, at, yeah, go ahead. Say which more. is a uh, 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 Chinese style of martial art. It's a mm-hmm. form of gung fu. Mm-hmm. And if you've... Uh, if, to make any kind of uh, correlation, if you've seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Drag, it's more that style. Oh, sure. nice, nice. And so, but I don't do, I don't have personal instruction. Mm-hmm. I do class instruction right, with everyone else. Sure. Because, and so, and I, when I go to the gym, I do the classes, the set classes they have. I don't mm. lift on my own, really. Because I like the, Esprit de corps of mm-hmm. the group dynamics. Sure. Of going to the gym, doing the classes, and we're all there for the same reason. We get to mm-hmm. know each other. We push each other. All different uh, genders and sexes, uh, heights and weights and everything, mm-hmm. and you know, body types. But we're all supportive of each other. Uh-huh. And going to the wushu class and the sancho, the kickboxing class at this, the wushu studio. Mm-hmm. We're all supportive of each other. We don't get down, you know, like, uh, uh, like, oh, your form is terrible or anything. No. You're here. Yeah, it's not competitive. It's not competitive. Mm-hmm. We're here to help each other because in many ways you're in the military. Mm-hmm. That we, we go for the last guy, the right. last guy. We got to bring him up. Right. And we're not going to just let him drag down. Yep. We got to bring him up because we're only we're gonna survive if, in many mm-hmm. ways if this guy survives, right? And 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 so I look at it. Maybe it's from being a my dad was in the Marines or whatever. You, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you get that kind of attitude or or that belief or whatever when you have a lot of family members who are were in the service. Uh-huh. And but is that i I just get that feeling and, and theater is that way i know it's not war or anything and i know it's you know not not sports not playing but team sports well sure you want everyone sports you know, know, you everyone, team sports, yeah. you know?
0: Uh-huh. and if every actor you know from the top to the bottom yeah. to one who has only a few lines to yeah. one who has you know yeah. is the yeah. protagonist yeah, yeah, yeah. if everyone has a great performance I, then the entire I, show I, I
2: just i rail on when i'm you know and it's Every year that I'm at Nueva, every mm-hmm. spring I'm at Nueva and I get to work with these seventh graders mm-hmm. and I rail on these kids about that. You may only have two lines in the mm-hmm. scene, but the reason those lines are important mm-hmm. and what was going on before you got to mm-hmm. your line and what was what is going on after you got to your mm-hmm. line, make sure that we're telling that story. And I just harangue them about this. So I love when we do a rehearsal mm-hmm. and some kids on it. And I I had one kid who was just always distracted, mm-hmm. particularly real subject to peer pressure. Mm -hmm. So him and his little group of boys were always Mm -hmm. getting in trouble, basically. They were just on my nerves constantly. And in the scene, he would just be oblivious. The last few times we did it, he was totally... He had, like, almost no lines Mm -hmm. in the scene, but he was totally throwing focus and reacting to Mm -hmm. what people... I was like, I called him out when we Mm -hmm. finished. I was like, R.J., were you here? Cause I'd given notes. <laughs> we had a break and then came back and I was giving notes and he wasn't, I was like, were you here when I gave that note? Because I told everybody else, it was this just amazing moment where other people are talking and you were throwing focus and it was beautiful. And he kind of went, well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well I've been yelling at you for this for months and I'm happy to finally see it appear. Yes. <laughs> but I kind of want to shift it. Um, it's, It's a contemporary question. It's a question about where we are now and what's going on. But I want to reference it back to where we've come from. Because there were many years we came out of state. And I got to say, I left state not liking state, not Mm -hmm. liking the program. Mm -hmm. Once I got out in the world and I realized how much it was pretty much a studio model, Mm -hmm. that we got a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of exposure to Mm -hmm. doing shows, Mm -hmm. as well as any other theories or or methods or styles you know, um, techniques that we Mm might have learned. Um, We got to actually just do shows with some Mm. incredible people. And when I got out in the field and started on my own Mm -hmm. sort of doing things, there were very few people I kept in touch with. But over the years, we'd start to reconnect. Like Cliff Mayotte, somebody I hadn't seen for at least a few years. And suddenly we ended up doing a couple of pieces with Thick Description. And the first time we did something, I was like this is not the guy I remember from college. Mm-hmm. I later figured out he was a senior mm-hmm. and just like when I was a senior, I don't give a fuck about who you people are. Mm-hmm. You're just coming in the program. Yeah, I hear you're good or mm-hmm. I've even seen you. You're good. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about you. I'm thinking about the door. I'm mm-hmm. out. Right. Now we're out of that environment. He's totally giving. He's wonderful. He's playful. And he ended up hiring me for a few shows with mm-hmm. his little theater wow, companies. Nice. There was a social scene I feel like mm-hmm. we kind of jumped into in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And over the years, as we've moved on with our lives, sometimes because we've moved into different, for me, I know it's, I've moved into different, mm-hmm. when I started working with Central Works and I'm suddenly mm-hmm. spending time in Berkeley, I'm not hanging out in the bars in San Francisco yeah. after a show, I'm hanging out in Berkeley. Right. Now that we're kind of hitting this coming back, thing, mm-hmm. this in-person thing, my question is, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking specifically about it, you're doing a show at Central Works, where do we hang out afterwards? And yeah. do people do that anymore? You know, I, and I know that young people, as a director, I'm noticing that sometimes my young cast wants mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not always invited.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm kind of okay with that. A lot of times mm-hmm. I just want to go home. Yeah. I haven't seen my wife all day. I really want to go check in. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I'm like, oh, they didn't invite me, but they're the kids. Yeah. But I'm thinking like with Central Works, I could think of a couple of places in the neighborhood. It'd yeah. be like cool to say, I'm going to come see the show. Yeah. Let's go hang out afterwards. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think when Tony Aldrondo came to see this show, mm-hmm. he you know afterward we uh, he came to a matinee, mm-hmm. which is five uh, five o'clock starting time. Mm-hmm. So uh, curtain lifts on that, and so it, it can end pretty early. You know, he, we went to King Dong's Chinese restaurant. I love King Dong's. And, yeah, <laughs> and so you know because that was like you know he he loves that place too, and it's really good <laughs> and you're right it but that because this uh, uh this woman i know she's a big sports fan we go to the same like sports bar to watch the games sometimes okay. yeah. and i'm go and she and last night i was just so tired mm-hmm. and so i was able to get out a little early because they you know they didn't really need me there last night and so they were able to excuse me early and so i just stopped there and and they, uh, a group of them, were having a, a like a birthday party for somebody, uh-huh. and it was at the end of it, and I go, man, we used to, I go, I'm so tired, man, now. I go because working all day and right. then and we used to burn candles at the both ends, get oh, five yeah. hours of sleep, and we'd be able to get on. I used to get back on the train because I'd have to work the next day, and with the script in hand, yep. reading that script, pouring <clears throat> over it, doing it back and forth, um, going to and fro, and mm-hmm. you know, now when I get on the train, it's like, right, <laughs> I'm freaking zoned and on, um, just zinging out. And she goes, yeah, goes because when we were younger. The night start the day started at ten p m uh-huh. <laughs> right <Because> now <laughs> right. ten p m we want to be home yep, just nestled nestled into our freaking mm. blanket or whatever Oh, yeah and i and I go, yeah, maybe and, but but the thing is in theater too, and now that I'm doing it, the one reason why i'm tired is because theater invigorates us. When right. we're doing theater, when we're on stage, and we're even rehearsing, we're amped up. Mm-hmm. And when you finish rehearsing at 10 or 11, you're still amped up. Yep. And it takes you a while to basically come down to be able to sleep. Mm-hmm. And when you've got to get up at 6, 6.30 in the morning, and the older you get, it's that much more difficult. Yep. And the places to hang out, I don't know. We were part of a group that... You know, well, like even, even, intersection for if, the
2: arts meant we just hit 16th Street. Yeah, exactly. To hit those bars. Well, and
1: also when we were at San Francisco State, we were part of a. There was part of us that were a group because we were older. Yeah, you know, Paul true. Paul right. Gauchet, mm-hmm. You know, all these guys, Danny Camille. Right. Even Reg Rogers, who graduated that yeah, semester yeah. I came in, he was actually an older, had been an older student. Yeah. And so we all were a bit older. We had that that young cadre, of course, freshmen and juniors or seniors sure. or whatever, or the, the juniors that were actually came in when they were freaking 18 when they were freshmen. So now they're just 20, 21 years old. Right, right. So, but we were all in our mid to late 20s. Yep. And we were at San Francisco State, and we we already had this kind of group, you know. Richard had, was in the master's program, and so right. we already knew each other. The people that even because the, the instructors used to bring in people, they just right. didn't cast people right. at the school. Yeah. They actually used to bring in ringers yep. in many ways from outside. Ron Obregón. yeah, he you know Carlos brought him in yeah. for a show, and so and and that's how I met Ronnie okay and and so they used to bring in people and they were older right and so we had it and so when we graduated we already had that group of people michael hornbuckle yeah he was older too yeah, yeah. and so and he and then and so we had a group of people we would all hang out together because we're all going to the same freaking auditions so especially people yeah. of color the people of color were all being auditioning for the same roles yeah. Over and over again. So we'd see each other over and over again. My first mm-hmm. work at, after San Francisco State mm-hmm. was at the Asian American Theater Company. Uh, me too. AATC, baby. And, me uh, and Michael Hornbuckle. Michael, exactly. Uh,
2: did, um, we took a dance in the railroad yep. from the yes. state to someplace in South San Francisco yeah. and then to the, the Asian Asia, American.
1: Yeah, right there on, on Arguello. Yep. And... and or Arguello, for all you Anglos. Yeah, and yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, and so we had it. And so my wor- the work I had, and then uh, later in that decade, uh, mid to uh, what? When did uh, Cherie start? 94. Uh, uh, yeah. 94. African American Shakespeare Company. Yeah. And she had been talking about that in college at yeah. San Francisco State. So when she started it, we said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so we all knew each other. And then uh, the, Joey and Durant, uh Luminarius. Right. And so we, and we all had this group of people. And like you said, after the shows, or after rehearsals, since we're rehearsing in the mission, mm-hmm. we're heading out to get a drink or get food because we're freaking... Right. I, I'm surprised that... None of us are freaking obese or anything, the right. way we used to eat and the times that we used to eat or well, anything. Well,
2: definitely at a certain age, definitely by 50 or so, mm. it was like, okay, that eating after 10 o'clock, yeah. thing, that can't be a regular thing anymore. Yeah, it that. can't
1: be. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's so, but now, honestly, I have no idea. I, yeah, I, I'm
2: I, like I said, I want to be specific. But I also I don't you where even right know. On a, is it Oxford? No, not Oxford. Um, the street that goes right along the stadium. Um, uh, so it's you know it's a couple blocks down yeah. from the okay. theater. Oh, in um, San Francisco? No, yeah. no, no. In, uh, uh, yeah. in Berkeley, at the city, well, even at down city
1: Durant, Club. there's some places down. There's there. that cool we'll place, place right, right down there, Durant, right.
2: and then a couple of blocks over is the East, East Indian, Indian Company. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'll make an effort to come out for the show, yeah. and we'll we'll make sure we get to hang. Cause yeah. I I find, I, and I've been thinking about this in terms of because like Reg is now in the writing pool with Playground. Okay. And with Playground, it used to be we'd go to Jupiter afterwards, mm-hmm. which is right across the street from Bart. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if you were coming from the city, it was an easy place for people to go. Jupiter's finally started to come back, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel the same, and and it's mostly a beer joint anyway. Mm-hmm. So. For me, I personally would like a mixed drink, a cocktail. (laughs) And the East Indian Company has been fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's only been a few of us that have been going. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I want to find those spots. I know as a director, I keep working with young people. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to ear hustle Mm -hmm. a little bit and figure out where do they go? Mm -hmm. Because I kind of miss that. I Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. And there was a lot going on. Like you said, when we were auditioning for stuff, Mm -hmm. if you knew I was auditioning for a black guy mm-hmm. role, you could ask, oh, yeah. was so-and-so there? Yeah. Was so-and-so there? And same thing, if you're a- yeah. auditioning for some Latino role, I can yeah. say, oh, did you see, yeah. you know, were or, these people also Or there? if
1: you're going into it and the and the and it's just not, even not specified, or it is specified, and you're going, you'll tell, and I go, well, I got a bunch of, yeah. Black actor friends, have you yeah. checked with them? And, yeah. and it's like, well, you know, this role isn't specifically for, so I have a lot of Asian and black actor friends. Have have you checked with them, just bring them in? Because right. this role could easily be changed yep, yep. for its, its ethnicity. And and as an actor, you just, you know, you may feel like maybe I don't fit it. Right. But I've got loads of friends who could freaking do this, and they'd freaking blow it up. So yeah, no. that's, uh,
2: you know. I, so I don't want to lose the social element. Yeah. I, I feel like there's so much we have learned mm-hmm. in the years, in our careers, mm-hmm. and our experiences that we bring to the stage. And that's personal. Mm-hmm. I, I want to also take care of the out, off the stage yeah. side of that. Well,
0: but also it also feeds into the stage because if you party, I mean, like, yeah. I, and I see it yeah. at Bendelstiff where, you know, you think, oh, geez, they just really hang out and party or whatever. And you may not think, well, that's not professional. Mm-hmm. But. You can see that same energy when they on on yeah. stage, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know it's authentic mm-hmm. because they really are friends. They really right. are collaborators. Yeah. They yeah. really do trust one another. Yeah. And Irene is very big on hey, let's check in, let's look at each other's eyes, mm-hmm. let's you know. And it's sort of you know these sort of um, um, exercise yeah. type stuff. Mm-hmm. But the collaboration, I mean, when you have let's say if you're going to play a family on stage, mm-hmm. right. It has to feel real. The audience can yeah. tell the difference. Yeah. If you have to play yeah. uh, a couple sure. that's been yeah. together for twenty years, yeah. the audience knows. Yeah. You can feel, yeah. and you can feel when it's not authentic. Yeah. So when you hang out, it you know it really yeah. does resonate on stage.
1: Yeah. I agree because you know when like when I see shows with friends and they're playing friends or brothers, like yeah. when. When Dario Dario Losa and and Ron Obregón had to play brothers, uh-huh. and you're going like, and they're interacting, you're going like, well, yeah, they know each other so well, uh-huh. you know, they know they can get away with a lot, right, or know which where to stop too, yeah, And
2: yeah.
1: and it's, it gives a vibrancy or Latina Theater Lab,
2: yep, oh man, oh
1: gosh, when they would do oh. shows, talk about fireworks because they knew each other so well. Yep. And it was so amazing. Uh, just another group, right? And also, as an actor, and even an actor my age, mm-hmm. is that if, I'm, I'm, I, I tell you, I, I'm probably a bit selfish on it. Is like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm going to freaking parlay all this great mm-hmm. information to them. But I, if these younger actors, I'm looking to freaking siphon off a little of you know, their energy, right? and also, and also, they're going to give me some truthfulness that I might not get from someone else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that will help me grow, not just as an actor, but as a person as Are well. Are you
2: familiar with the uh, Latinx Mafia? No. Because uh, they're going right now pretty yeah. well. Uh, Leticia L. Let- oh, D- it is Leticia's group. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that's the Latinx Mafia. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's right. Yeah. She did talk yeah. about that. Oh, it. Leti, yeah. Leti yeah. she's freaking... Yeah. She's talking about she's got a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you run into
0: um, Linda Amayo Hassan? Do you are you familiar with her mm-hmm. at all? Okay, yeah, she's a Latina writer, and yep. she's been really hitting her stride. Involved,
2: I think she, is she involved with him? She
0: Maybe I'm not sure, but I mean, you know.
2: I, 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 I try to keep track, but you know you can't keep track of everything mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: we've uh, we, I think we're yeah, at an we hour should, and a half. Yeah, we should. Wow, yeah.
2: <laughs> we, we should find an. Are, are
0: you getting Are you getting a lot out of uh, today's theater? Are you? I don't know. We've had some frustrated actors. We've had some actors who you know are really enjoying the work that they do. Um, some want to get out of town. They want to do New York mm-hmm. or they want to do mm-hmm. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? I mean, are you are you enjoying? um, I guess the work that you're doing now, or are you in enjoying Bay Area theater now?
1: Well, I don't know if I'm really, cause you guys are working actors. You guys, I mean, I, I work as an actor, right. but I get paid. I don't do just really do stuff for free, but I'm not, I don't pay my bills cause through my acting, you well, guys no. do it. Through well, I think normally is only really. a day yeah. job and I, oh, yeah, and I don't exactly. either. There are very yeah. few
2: actors who do. I teach. Yeah. If I wasn't teaching, like this spring gig yeah. that I do pays a good six months of yeah. my bills. <laughs>
1: yeah, but uh, I, I don't. I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, I. I going back to what you said concerning like the whole mm-hmm. medium now that mm-hmm. we were doing theater because we were forced to, and that. I'm wondering about the modern doing the theater right now concerning that whole proscenium stage mm-hmm. thing. I I don't see myself doing really proscenium stage work. Mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm more of a like I said a thrust stage kind of actor, right. maybe even theater in the round. Mm-hmm. I just I'm just more There's a lot more black box theater. Black box theater, small theaters. You know, I'm – and, you know, I – and also the – I don't know. I I, I say that I'm probably a bit uneducated on that because I don't know if I've seen a lot of theater lately Uh, – because when i saw like when i saw hamilton i thought wow this is so cool man mm-hmm. you know i the i know he got some blowback concerning you know really representing the forefathers and mm-hmm. in w- whatever way he did but then but as a person of color mm-hmm. and a person that listens listen to a lot of different types of music right you know maybe what i'm saying Is to go back to even bringing it around that my my music brought me into theater, Mm -hmm. and my music tastes are pretty are pretty eclectic. That you know I've and with having younger nieces and nephews, two sets one that my sister had, that now the eldest is 40, the youngest is like 31, to my brother, the eldest is like 26, the youngest one is 21. Mm -hmm. We always had a thing that we would have them play their music in the car. Mm. It was never... I could always listen to what I I was listening to. I wanted to hear what they're listening to. Mm -hmm. And so... You get introduced to freak to you know Eminem mm-hmm. to current people like uh, Saint John or Abang Jair, and so to me, music isn't set into my childhood or anything. True. Sure. And also, growing up in a Latino family, we listen to a lot of different, varied music and in mm-hmm. multiple languages. So my music tastes. Are pretty widespread, and mm-hmm. cr- as and tr- I try to keep them current as well. Sure. I'm wondering about theater, well, and how current new shows, and so. how current they are, and how current their presentation mm-hmm. is. Like, you know, maybe mul- you know, they, we used to think of multimedia as more of a solo performer's thing or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I I because when I saw Hamilton I thought man this is really cool Listening to my buddy's uh Carlos Aguirre stuff you know he's he's a beatboxer rapper we should
2: talk um you know. talking to Carlos about a piece he's he's an adaptation he's working yeah, on yeah an right adaptation which is more cool.
1: yeah and which is kind of contemporary mm-hmm. and to where it's not going to be your your traditional theatrical experience right yeah. well so, like what
0: like what you're doing with um at Central Works You know, there are directors who may see you in a particular light and Mm -hmm. may say, hey, Steve, we want you to do this. Sometimes you regret it because it's like, oh, you know, wait a minute, this isn't really my story. Sometimes you're like, hey, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You see me in this light or whatever. So do you think you're being utilized as an actor, let's say for the central works piece, the way you
1: want to be? Gosh. That's such an existential freak. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I don't I I honestly I say I don't know because mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to do a play, an additional play, a non Christina show. Right. But unfortunately I had was committed to do another show that mm-hmm. was gonna run around the same time. Right. And so which was gonna run basically after the show. So rehearsals, I I couldn't do both. And they finished, Central Works was able to finish their show right before the pandemic and our show got canceled. Right. So the role that they, they recast went mm. to this guy, really good actor. I'm, I'm, I can't remember his name, mm. but he did a really good job. My understanding, I didn't get to see it. Right. But, um, and I go oh man I could have that was the role I probably would have played mm-hmm. I have no idea if, you know how well I would have been in it but it would have been a different type of role right so honestly I'm be, <laughs> I'm just happy to get a role like right. I, I, there's at my age and 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 maybe this will be shocking or 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 and is that honestly every role i get i'm thinking it's going to be my last one oh. so mm-hmm. and so i'm just taking mm-hmm. full advantage of and and trying to enjoy these these moments because mm-hmm. at my age and whatever my resume is mm-hmm. it's like i'm thinking well, maybe this might be the last one sure and uh you know, it's a, in many ways we call it a young person's medium, and it, because we're always looking for that. Because mm-hmm. my and so I look at my job or my position in the theater as to br- usher in the young ones, the young, hmm. the young actors and stuff. Because I tell you, going to Sean's that party they had at Fort Mason. Oh right, yes, the gala. The gala. And I was fortunate enough to be at a small little table, and these young actresses that were part of his youth programs sure. that he had worked in were were sat with me, mm-hmm. and we just talked right. about theater and what brought them in, and what and what they they saw at theater. And I thought, well, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'm mm-hmm. able to sit with these young ladies, and they can and and i can give maybe some words of wisdom i don't know what kind of words of wisdom i have well, but experience. i can get but i can Undeniably get i can get experience. words of wisdom and and from them right. as well yep. and and also that passion that oh yeah this is this is what it's so maybe that's my mm-hmm. so when i get in a role mm-hmm. i get a role i get to perform and fortunately, fortunately there's some young actors in the group I just you know work as well with them and have as much and enjoy the moments with them as much so mm-hmm. that they can't. I, d- I don't want their experience to be a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's as that I'm not. Gonna I don't want it to be my any kind of bad mojo or whatever sure. to to bring them down. I because I, I, I just love the theater too much. We're we're mm-hmm. a special breed. People who do theater.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I, I feel the exact same way. And I think we're all of that age where we used to be the young, you know, right. yeah, yeah. bursting yeah. energy, yeah. and we're not anymore. Right. And so we can either be that fifth tire, mm-hmm. or the come come grudgerin, or I forget Cuma, the name com, of it. Com, Cuma, Cuma,
2: yeah.
0: Or you can really pass on the knowledge if they want yeah. the knowledge. If they want, yeah.
2: Um, right. Well, you have to ask yourself if you still want to be part of the conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I should say, Steve, I mean, you know, I I know, I don't know how old you are, but you're still very young and Mm -hmm. just the physicality. I mean, I was going to ask you, you know, what do you do? And you told us, you know, what you do to keep yourself physically. Yeah,
1: I I do. And I do that because I'm thinking I I may need to this this is <laughs> this is my work of uh, my my yeah. instrument yeah. and so i may need to do something physical in a show so i'm going to do whatever i can that i have control over to try to be in as best shape to to do that yeah you know? to be game ready to <laughs> yeah, be game ready and then, yeah and that comes from being a sports fan and even though i wasn't a great athlete i you know i still enjoyed it and my favorite, all my favorite athletes busted their butt, you know. And mm-hmm. so whether it's me doing wushu or whatever in the gym or working and pouring over my script and doing all my um, notations, finding out where the beats are, mm-hmm. finding out, you know, to memorize because we all use, what is it called, uh, uh, um, uh, some sort of what... Is it called Ebonics? It's like some ebonics? sort of m- mnemonics. M- m- mnemonics? Mnemonics, if some sort of mnemonics to learn it. Oh, th su- Right. And is looking it for g- it's a rhythm. Yeah. It's an iambic pentameter because we use it, is it even. It in, it's Yeah. It's a yeah. If it's, is it opposites? Is right, it opposites or is it contrast or is, yeah. contrast or is yeah. it it it's synonyms? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you're looking for and so t- to remember and and so I'm I'm looking at that just and and like you said, th- knowing the rhythms and stuff and because my gosh, in the end it's a play we get to play that's right it's <laughs> fun even when you're doing a drama I tell yeah. you oh, yeah. when I did uh, when I did uh, uh, who's afraid of Virginia wolf wow you can't get more deep in many ways than right. that but we had a good group. We had there's only four people, yep. and we had a good group there. And we had we really enjoyed ourselves mm-hmm. there. And 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 uh, the overall the experience was really positive for such a long play mm-hmm. and an intense play, and um, just discovering things because you know you discover things in even. Though you thought you had everything planned, or you had everything, you memorized it, and you get on stage, and every performance is slightly different, if mm-hmm. not a lot different, and you discover things in those moments right there, and you can try to replicate it, but sometimes it's just like the ether goes mm-hmm. goes and, but it's, it's fun, man.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I it's like the thing it. that separates it from uh, every other medium. Yeah. Theater is is fantastic. It's we should close it up. Um, Shout-outs, birthdays. I have a list. Sorry.
2: <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention other, one other thing while I'm getting my list together. One of the things that I'm finding as an older person, I really do find myself asking that question, am I done? Am I ready to be done? And one of the ways where it comes up is in teaching, I will, I will throw out what I think are good ideas, like mm-hmm. how do you memorize lines? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've started in the last year using a technique that I've talked about mm. for years and looked at, but not really committed to in a strong way. And I felt like I had to. I had short rehearsal periods, mm. complicated, multiple characters, complicated staging. Mm. And I was having trouble keeping things straight. So I started using index cards. Mm. And that helped. So I told my kids for Tempest. That was one of the things I told mm-hmm. them. And I'm actually going to make it a part of my curriculum now. That, that date, because I've always been a, I'll set a memorized date. I'm not worried about mm-hmm. that. That's just a heads up to the actors that curves mm-hmm. are coming. We, mm-hmm. <laughs> You need to start thinking about this mm-hmm. if you haven't already. But with kids, when you hit that date and they haven't gotten off book, mm-hmm. they where do they go next? And I'm like, oh, in the future, I'm going to say you've got to Have those index Mm -hmm. cards. I will still allow those on stage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No more scripts on stage. But if you have the index cards, that'd be okay. I said it over and over and over again. I brought index cards and Mm -hmm. laid them out. And by the time we'd finish a rehearsal, Mm -hmm. they would be scattered Mm because we worked outside. And I was like, did the wind just scatter them? What Mm -hmm. happened? When we got to the point where I told people they could not have scripts on stage anymore, index cards started appearing Mm -hmm. all over the place. And part of me was like, fuck, I I gave up on you assholes. I didn't Mm. see you picking them up. I didn't see you using them. Mm. I'm not worried about it. Screw you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But to see that they actually did listen and that they actually utilized Mm -hmm. it and that it was a helpful tool, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not quite done. But the fact that I get so cranky at this Mm -hmm. point is like, uh, I'm close to done.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then they have those audio app, the apps that
2: you can do it audio. I've heard oh, yeah. of it but yeah
1: I think you know. marga marga used used that Marga Gomez. Oh right, yeah, right, because I think she's the one that told me about it or something. I've
2: but, heard people who like it really like it yeah, I, haven't, I haven't tried it I yet haven't
1: really mostly. utilized it, but uh, and I was because I had asked this you know he's going like the son of my sifu. He's mm-hmm. um, at Ruth Asawa School for the Arts. and He's graduating, and I had asked them, "Oh, uh, I had really had to ask, seriously ask, like, do they give you physical scripts now? Do you, young kids? Do you guys use physical scripts, or do you just use your iPads?" Yeah, I would. And, so I would. and he goes, "He goes, oh no, they give us the actual physical scripts, and you know." And I got, "Yeah, because I was wondering, like, did you Did you? Are you kids?" really do you need them or whatever or do you guys feel more comfortable with them or rather have your iPad or your phone he goes oh no definitely the scripts so that hasn't changed
2: doesn't well, kids think. Oh no, I can just pull it up on my yeah. phone. But then they get lost, or yeah. the program yeah. closes, Yeah, yeah. Or the they phone, yeah, the, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The phone goes dead, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. funny.
0: in during the NA Dallas say, a bunch of actors do a bunch of things. Like right. Golda will yeah. have everything written down in a book. She yeah. right. has all yeah. of her lines written yeah. down, which is yeah. my technique. Yeah. Yeah. I still yeah. have a Did script. That? Some yeah. folks have the uh, the iPad. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which they have to you know continually wake
2: up yeah. and then
0: and then not rocking writing down any blocking because you can't do it on an iPad.
2: Well, you can, but you can. it's a more complicated yeah, yeah, thing. So, yeah, exactly. Anyway, birthdays. Uh, Kirk Livingston is somebody that I met through BATS way back in the day, um, Bay Area Theater in Sports, sports uh, Improv. Um, it's birthdays today. Hallie Frazier, I can't actually say where we met, but over the years, she has continued to be a strong advocate of theater. Um, Elizabeth Craven, I met... Because her husband up in the North Bay, when I was uh, doing a show up in Santa Rosa, her husband was directing my show. She was working with Porchlight Theater, which they used to do all these Chekhov um, uh, impro- uh, you know, uh, produ- productions. They were productions of Chekhov in a garden center over near um, what's that? Ross Valley. Ross Valley, mm-hmm. Ross Valley uh, Players. Right, the same the same area, but um, there was a different company, Porchlight, and they had some of the best talent in the Bay Area. They were doing something other than doing Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and they did it for a few seasons until they finally went, we're just, you know, we're overwhelmed, but they were doing such great work. Anyway, she was a, a huge director and a part of the production staff on that. Russell Blackwood, I first met when I got one of my first gigs in, in the city, San Francisco Shakespeare Festival. I did Midsummer mm-hmm. tour. Yeah. I was Puck. And Russell uh, was the production manager and then went on to to start his own company. What were they called? Um, Oh, God. They used to do um, uh, Grand Guignol Mm -hmm. stuff every year. Um, And they finally decided to stop a Mm -hmm. few years ago. I was like, wow. Michael Scott Moore, um, I first became aware of when the East Bay, I think it was East Bay Express or SF Weekly, Um, He used to be a reviewer for them. Mm -hmm. He was a writer and a journalist, and he ended up in like Afghanistan or someplace locked up for a couple of years. Like it was in the news. Mm -hmm. And then he finally came back and got his novel out. Mm -hmm. Yay, him. Sean Owens, who we got to. Hey, Sean. Yep, another San Francisco State. (laughs) And we got to work with him on the uh, the Richard Wright, so that was great. Um, Anthony R. Miller is um, one of the people who runs um, Piano Fight and uh, has a small company, Awesome Theater. And I think they were the ones that produced Coffee Lady.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. The uh, Ann Kabori
2: thing. <clears throat> yep, she yeah. was in it. Uh, King Ken Ingram is somebody I know from Central Works. We did a show called Lottomania many, <clears throat> many years ago. Uh, Larry Craighill, somebody I went to high school with, got to do musicals and other plays he did. He played the doctor he had long blonde surfer hair halfway down his back and he had to put it all up under a wig because he played the old doc in um bus stop okay you know there's the old doc who's maybe a little bit of a pervert um that was fun robin sonan um, robin is the person who created each one reach one mm-hmm. and each one reach one is now part of another um organization i think called success center mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny Orland, another uh, high school alum who I knew through the theater company there. And Joshua Waterstone is the last one I have. And I cannot remember where we met, but I think it was through San Francisco, Mm -hmm. um, San Francisco Shakes uh, when I was doing As You Like It, I think. Anyway, those are Uh, my birthdays. All right.
0: My list is uh, rather short. Uh, Let's see. I have Shauna. Once you took that. Also, uh, on the 9th, Chris Cassell, uh, her birthday will be on the 9th. Uh, She directed, it was um, Texas Chainsaw Musical. Oh, geez. Which was part of um, the Fringe Festival. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they're still doing the Fringe Festival these days, but in any case.
2: I bet it's trying to come back.
0: Yeah. uh, Chris, happy birthday to you. And the only other person is Stephanie Saunders. She was in Debbie Does Dallas, the musical picture Yay! I'm, I'm putting right there. Uh, she's on the East Coast now. and she, I noticed she's doing a lot of TikTok videos. So, um, Stephanie, happy birthday to you. And yeah, that's basically, oh, I'm sorry. There's one other, Sandra Weingart. Uh, she and I, um, uh, 100 Years of Sex Acts, that was an EastEnders thing and uh, mm-hmm. she and I played husband and wife. It was a piece, a Strindberg piece called Playing with Fire. Huh? So, um, happy birthday to you. Shows.
2: I've, I couldn't tell you. Once on this Island is, uh, Plathos is doing uh, this weekend, next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I think the plan is for this actor to come back, but the actor paying Papa Gay was out last night for their uh, opening. That musical is just so gorgeous and um, the way the ensemble folds mm-hmm. in and out as they, the, the, the structure of it is that they're telling a story mm-hmm. to a little girl, the story of their people. And they keep kind of playing other roles and popping in and out, and it's, it's exciting. It's wonderful stuff. Corinne, you know, and um, Salim. I don't know his last name, but he was in uh, Water by the Spoonful that I just did it as. Oh, Playhouse. nice! He directed it. Mm-hmm. And so that, I know that's going on
0: Yeah, no, that, that is awesome Jeffrey Lowe has been on an absolute roll Jeffrey Lowe, he, he, I saw he, he, There was an article in the San Francisco Chronicle oh, nice. Talking about him And uh, he has a um, Oh shucks, I thought I had it written down um, Well he has ba- ba- Balak Bayan box. Oh uh, Theater First is doing that yep, yep, It runs yep. until June the 12th He wrote the play Jed Presario is in the play Right uh, Jeffrey Lowe is also directing The Paper Dreams of Harry Chin At, at SF is the Playhouse, Playhouse. Yeah. Sharon Shaw is in that um, And so we have that That runs until June the
2: 18th um, And I think Michael Torres I think Michael, Michael Torres is in it Oh
0: nice I don't know Michael Torres <sighs> Michael Anthony
2: Torres yes. He uh, runs the theater department at Laney College yes. and, nice? and he's founding a founding sec- member of Campo Santo
1: And he's a SFSU alum as well
2: Yep
0: very cool. <laughs> uh, a Dallas-sized, world-famous Lechon. Uh, that'll be opening June the 16th through the 25th. I'm in that. Yay! Rebel Maria's in that. Ari and Armario is directing it. So check that out. Cutting Ball Theater is doing The Real Sappho. Uh, mm. It opens June 24th through July the 10th. Radhika Rao, Alan Kismori, oh, nice. Carolina Moronas oh, okay. are all in the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marin Theater Company is doing The Sound Inside. That runs until June, June the 19th. Denmo Abraham. And we oh, got nice. her on. Yep. She's in the play. Um... Also, Neil Harkins has a piece that uh, is, mm, mm-hmm. the playwrights owner for San Francisco is sponsoring his right. a reading of his of a play. play yeah. Epic Western. Mm. Gary Graves will be in it. Lamont Rigel will be in it. Evan Held will Gary be in it. Gary
2: Graves is in it. Yeah, he's wow, yeah. I didn't know, and when you think I've of a
0: Western, of Gary Graves sort of fits the role. Yeah. I mean, he just yeah. looks like a okay. cowboy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that'll be available to see via Zoom. Uh, Follies is uh, On the will be twenty
2: first, I think, right?
0: June twelfth. 12th, 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 yeah, sorry. Yep, Follies will be uh, pl- being playing at the San Francisco Playhouse June the 30th through September the 10th. Eko Yamamoto is in that. She's been on a roll this mm-hmm. year, being in all sorts of things. Yep. Uh, the last show I have is Rent. Landmark Theater Musical is doing that July the 9th through August the 14th. Mm-hmm. Marla Cox, I don't know if you, you remember Marla Cox. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, she was a black chick. She was in my play, Nia. Oh, okay. And she yeah. talked about, uh, her, uh, she was on on the A. So, uh, beautiful singer. um So, sh- that'll be uh, at the Landmark Musical Theater, and we have a link to that as well. Uh, Barry Graves, we want to talk about his podcast, The Black Man's Heart, so check Good. that out. Uh, Mallory Samara, uh, she her day job is KCBS Radio, and she has a podcast called Connect the Dots, a weekly news podcast. Which
2: is really cool. Yep.
0: And Bill has the Fobcast, so check that out as well.
2: And also...
1: Streaming in Cuban opens June 25th. Central Works. At Central Works through July. Nice.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, definitely got to check that out. Uh, Steve, did you enjoy it yourself?
1: Yeah, I, I tell you, I was a really bit apprehensive about this whole thing <laughs> because I'm not sure whether my resume was up to it. But uh, Norman, I've known Norman for so long. It's like, you know.
2: And you've been working. That's like,
1: yeah, and... Uh, so I just trusted, I and mean, you're such a good spirit. And, yeah, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much.
0: And yeah, like I said, you know, your presence, I was like, wow, you know, Steve, I'm sure he has a story to tell, so we definitely wanted to get you on. I'm so glad that you're doing Central Works. You Yeah. Know, that, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. It's, what is it, this,
2: like your fourth?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. it's one of those, I came in for a Richard Talavera play that he was working, doing their workshops, and mm-hmm. he had had Spanish in there, and Christina was in the same workshop mm-hmm. at the time, and... And since she right, realized did, uh, I can the, do Spanish, uh, the,
2: um, oh God, what's the name of it? The it's the uh, the musicians of Bremen, wasn't that Something it? Something like that, yeah. and
1: we and so she realized that I can do Spanish mm-hmm. and dif- different, maybe some different accents, and so she said, "Can I use you for the her play that she was working right. on, which has not gone in production? It's the one show that hadn't done. It was like the Brown Tenement Project or whatever, uh, uh-huh. and." And so I did it, and she liked it so much she, that she brought me in for the other readings that eventually became productions. Yeah.
3: Nice. And, nice, very, very nice. nice.
1: Yeah, and so now my my Chicano Mexican Spanish is now sounding more Cuban every single time I say <laughs>
0: <laughs> it. I can hardly tell the difference, but I'm, I'm, I'm now there is a difference between Cuban American and,
1: and Mexican American. Yeah. Teal, or, totally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Linda Maya Hassan, she had a uh, play called Latino Souls, which was a beautiful story, mm-hmm. one act, about um, Puerto Ricans uh, mm-hmm. and how they, um, I think Hurricane Maria uh, sort of devastated yeah, that sure. uh, that area. So that was a nice, wonderful uh, Chicano piece. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, for those of you who are listening, we are on uh, all Apple Podcast apps or all apps that you can you listen to we're on Spotify and we're on the SoundCloud app if you're an Android user you can go on soundcloud.com or to pick up the SoundCloud app we're also on that purple iPhone app iPhone the purple podcast app on iPhones and iPads the A was created by theater people for theater people if you have a show you want to advertise or you just want to advertise yourself let us know hit us up we're at the A3 that's our Twitter Feed Mm. and uh, I'm at Red
2: Space Clay and I'm at Hoosier Hoosier.
0: Steve, uh, do you have a social media that people can?
1: No, Facebook, (laughs) yeah, Um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really go on it much anymore.
0: (laughs) And we also have jerseys, I still want to pump that out. We have the black and the white jerseys, so check that out. It's $30. Uh, Hit me up via uh, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and let me know. And you can Venmo me the money. That is it, it's a wonderful Saturday afternoon. Thank you so much. And as Norman and I always say,
2: we've got to find a a better better sign-off.
0: And we are...